Hey guys, thanks for hitting that download button. We got a brand new MMA and wrestling edition of My Take Radio heading your way. Ben stopping by to discuss the self-destruction of John Jones. We're also going to talk about UFC 186 and the week's MMA news. On the wrestling side of things, we're going to get into Extreme Rules, WWE Raw, King of the Ring, and a couple of wrestling news for the week. Don't forget, we got that Moto X contest going on. If you're interested in winning a T-Mobile Motorola X second-generation phone, which we reviewed on RageWorks.net, make sure to head over to RageWorks.net forward slash contest to enter. My Take Radio episode 290 starts right now. The views expressed on this episode of My Take Radio do not reflect the views, thoughts, or feelings of the My Take Radio staff, My Take Radio advertisers, or My Take Radio content partners. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 290, broadcasting live Wednesday, April 29th, 2015. I'm your host, Rich, and our call-in number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call-in number, 347-324-3541. If this is your first time tuning in, My Take Radio is a variety show covering mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, gaming, and entertainment. Our MMA and wrestling episodes air every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. And our gaming and entertainment episodes air every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Archived episodes of the show are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio for audio. And for video, you can tune in via our YouTube channels, Official Rageworks on YouTube, and also My Take Radio TV. Uh, A couple of things... um, If you are trying to catch the show on GFQLive.tv, unfortunately, we have not been able to get video. Andrew is actually unavailable and um, can't get the video stream up. So we are actually testing a YouTube live stream, which I'm testing out with an alternate video player. So if you are on MTRLive.com, there should be a YouTube player on the page. Please let me know how it looks. We're testing it out, and I figured tonight would be a good night to test that out. Let me know if the video looks clean and if it's buffering or not buffering. Um, Like I said, we're just going to test it out. I I put it together in literally like half an hour on YouTube Live. If it doesn't work, then, you know, we'll continue to test. But I figured we'd try it tonight since we did not have um, any issues. Thank you, uh, Lucha Lee. The YouTube player does say, please stand by. See, that's the, the YouTube Live setup. 
which I've been trying to fix, has been um, it hasn't been working as well as I would have thought. Uh, now it says uh, stream stat is good. I'm gonna try and um, lower the bit rate. Maybe that'll help. And um, let me know if that's working for you guys. Like I said, I'm just trying to get it to uh, to a science more or less to see how well we can do this going forward. I've heard uh, varying results thus far from a couple of people that have done YouTube live streaming. But like I said, we're going to try and do that going forward. Now, the one thing I will say is that there's other options available that obviously are more expensive, but we're going to try and figure out how this YouTube live option is going to work. Uh, Thank you, Lucha Lee and Slick for letting me know about the police standby. Uh, until we get it figured out, if you guys don't see the YouTube stream up and running, um, I will definitely work on that within the next couple of days, and hopefully we should have that up and available next week. Uh, the other thing I did want to talk about is that we are still in the process of giving away a Moto X. So ourselves and uh, our friends at Royal Flush Magazine have got together with Motorola to give one of you guys one lucky uh, MTR listener, RageWorks, or RF Mag reader, an official Google-powered, Android-powered Motorola X second generation that you can use on T-Mobile. I'm trying to get verification to see if the phone is unlocked, but as of right now, we reviewed it on the T-Mobile service, so that's why we are kind of focusing on it being for use on T-Mobile. In the event that it is unlocked, then you guys get the added bonus of sharing it on whatever carrier of choice. Anyway, the contest is currently ongoing. It ends on May 3rd, Sunday night, May 3rd, and we will be announcing the winner on the May 7th edition of My Take Radio. Entrants are, you know, the entry is super easy. We made it as easy as possible, but not too crazy. All you got to do is go to the post. Uh, You could go to rageworks.net forward slash contests, and it'll be the first post on the page. And to enter, all you have to do is comment in the post and share your reason why you need a brand new cell phone. Of course, be as creative, descriptive, and feel free to use images to drive the point home. Make sure to also fill out the form on the sheet letting us know that you entered. And myself and Danny from Royal Flush Magazine are going to review all the entries. And those of you with the most creative and legitimate reason for needing a brand new cell phone will win it. Rules are super easy. Like I said, head over to RageWorks.net forward slash contests, and you can check that out there. Uh, Otherwise, like I said, be on the lookout. We've been sharing it and retweeting it throughout the week. I'm actually going to put a video officially on the channel uh, probably tomorrow or Friday morning just to try and get an additional push. Again, we've been getting a lot of great entries, but I expected more of you guys to be jumping on board. Again, this is open to everybody with the exception of senior rageworks mtr staff so again if you're in the market for a phone either for yourself or for a loved one feel free to enter Um, we're trying to definitely do some really cool giveaways but again if you guys don't participate we can't get the cool shit it's as easy as that all right with regards to some of the stuff that we're working on uh, we got special edition ny uh, first week of june which we're going to be covering we're also going to be covering consumer electronics week towards the end of June as well, and a couple of other events that we are working on. With regards to product reviews and other things, um, I know that I owed you guys a Mortal Kombat X review, 
I finally got around to doing that, you know, had some free time. So that review will be published this weekend, along with our two reviews for Tilt wireless chargers, uh, one for the car and one for the house. We're working on that and a couple of other product reviews as well. So please be on the lookout, as always, for any of those reviews that are on your radar by heading over to RageWorks.net. We also got a couple of new interviews on deck for MTR Behind the Mic and MTR Beyond the Mic as well, and we should have those finalized within the next couple of weeks. For those of you that reached out looking for a brand new episode of Black is the New Black, Ben actually let me know that he had one of the things that we all love, some tech issues, which of course ruined uh, that episode for him. He was very upset, but he will be on the show this evening. We're going to talk about the John Jones situation. We're also going to talk about this past weekend's UFC fight card, and, of course, there will be a an update with regards to a new episode of Black is the New Black. So be on the lookout for that when Ben is on, and we will share that with you guys. In addition, for those of you that have also been looking for a new episode of The Buried Show, uh, Quark was actually in touch with me last week, and he is waiting to get home from school so that he can, him and Blade can give you guys a brand new episode. So for those of you that have asked, those are the updates with regards to those two shows. Um, the other show, of course, the stuff from VGN, uh, there's been some issues with Larry Mack just getting the posts up on the site, but I've reached out to Kevin and we are trying to definitely get that squared away. For those of you that wanted to catch new episodes of VGN on our RageWorks podcast network, but as always, you can head over to Video Game News Radio on Facebook. The episodes are there if you want to check those out. All right. So with that said, what do we got on deck for tonight? Well, Obviously, the big news, the self-destruction of John Jones, which Ben and I will discuss. We're going to discuss this weekend's, uh, this past weekend's UFC event, as well as all the other MMA news. And of course, wrestling-wise, you know we're going to talk about Extreme Rules, we're going to talk about Raw, and we're also going to talk about King of the Ring. Again, just a quick reminder, if you are on mtrlive.com and you don't see any video, unfortunately, we are having uh, some issues getting our video on GFQ. Uh, since Andrew is out of the office, but we were trying to get the YouTube stream started, but we're going to have to do some more testing. But you can listen via the Mixler audio feed and, of course, participate in the chat. And you can also call in 347-324-3541 to participate. Just hit option one. And if you don't want to participate but still listen to the show, you can do that. The other option to listen to the show live besides mtrlive.com and the switchboard is by getting the Mixler app for your Android or iOS device, looking for My Take Radio, and listening to the show that way. All right, so with that said, that is all the housekeeping on deck. We're going to get this ball rolling and jump into this week's MMA because, man, oh, man, it's going to be a wild night. Let's get that ball rolling. As always, My Take Radio's MMA segment is brought to you by MMAWarehouse.com. Get all your favorite fighter tees, training gear, rash guards, gloves, and so much more by heading over to MMAWarehouse.com. We also have promo codes and banners that you can find on RageWorks.net. As always, using those promo codes and banners does help us out and allows us to improve the show for you guys. 
All right, so Slick has informed me that Ben is on the line. I'm going to bring him in so that we can start pretty much discussing this past weekend's UFC card and then take it from there. So let me bring Ben in. Ben, what's up, brother? What's up, man? I'm good. What's going on with you? Uh, can't complain, man. Nothing, nothing much. Uh, oh. First day off, I've had some work for a while, but outside of that, can't really complain. There you go. I was really bummed as I was telling people at the start of the at the start of the show about what happened with Black is the New Black. But if anybody can empathize with audio issues, it is I. So um, I know that you and Taylor are yeah. going to put together a uh, brand new episode probably this week. Am I right? Yep. Uh, I was I was just texting Taylor about it. We we should have one uh, no later than Saturday. So uh, I was just texting him about it a couple minutes ago. So. Yeah, no no later than Saturday I have something new to send to you. Yeah, I also wanted to um, bring up maybe uh, probably second or third week of May. Let's try and do a um, a gaming and entertainment show with, with you and Taylor. That way we can kind of run down the summer movies that are coming out, give them give the audience uh, a flavor of, you know, Black is the New Black on, on MTR. That way they could kind of get a feel for you guys But uh, besides just downloading the show and taking the gamble. Yeah, cool. Um, just let me know exactly what day. Yeah, oh, yeah, of and course. I can tell you if I can because work, work and shit. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, so. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into uh, UFC 186, which had uh-huh. all kinds of shit just, just falling against it, where everybody was just like, oh, yeah, yeah that card, who cares? Um, before we get into some of the fights, what did you think of the card as a whole? Mm-hmm. Um, did you Were you surprised by the way it went? Were you surprised what... What happened with Demetrius Johnson towards the end? Um, it was it was a, it was a slightly better card than I thought it would be, uh, and, and it was no fault of the UFCs or anybody's really. Right, it, the, the card ended up getting fucked over by injuries and basically his injuries. Um, the card itself ended up being uh, decent, um, and you had Demetrius Johnson putting on a show. Um, so um, that that was. Um, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the card itself, I ended up watching some of it live. I watched some of the prelims live, and then, uh, you know, I came back, and I ended up watching it later on. And the card was, wasn't was bad. I mean, the um, I ended up finding uh, out highlights for the Ronda Marcos-Aisling Daily fight, which um, I thought was going to be a little more aggressive than it was. Ronda Marcos taking the victory via unanimous decision. I mean, she showed a lot of promise on the Ultimate Fighter, so I'm not shocked that she had a solid performance. Mm-hmm. Um, Valerie Letourneau and, and Jessica Rakowski, a lot of people are kind of riding the Valerie Letourneau bandwagon now, even though, you know, Dana White went on record like, yo, you kind of too old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's like yeah, late 40s, I think, mid-40s. Um, she, she's she's pretty up there uh, to just be starting out uh, in the UFC. Um, that fight was actually pretty good. Um um, most of the prelims were actually pretty good. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, that that fight was 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 pretty good. Uh, Ronda Ronda Marcos, she uh, looked good. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, that division is so uh, so shallow right now. Outside of you know Michelle Watterson finally joining, uh, she'll probably be fast tracked into yep. a fight. I wouldn't mind seeing her fight Felice Herring. Uh, not Felice Herring. Wow, Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing her fight Paige Van Zandt. I think that would be a good fight for both of them, to be honest. What? But it's funny you mention that because, again, we know how they will book 
that fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it'll be a lot about. No, they're both really attractive. Like, yep. not that they both can fight. Well, besides both the just... fact that Michelle Waterson's fight name is Karate Hottie, so you know, just saying. Yeah, but Michelle Watterson is out here being able to beat the fuck out of most of these women. So, like, like, once people see her, I think once people, more people get to see Michelle Watterson fight, because though she's really good, like, not many people have seen her fight because of the weight class she was fighting in. No, I agree 100%. Yeah, once people see her fight, they'll be like, oh, wait, this girl could legitimately win the 115-pound title. So um, I'm really excited about her uh, being in the UFC now. No, definitely. I think that I think that she's a great addition. Again, mainstream appeal, more star power. Um, on the other side, while we are talking about some of the women's fights, the uh, the Sarah Kaufman Alexis Davis fight started off, and and it and it sucks to say it, but it started off rather on the sloppy side, and then it just started yeah. picking up in that second round, and then Davis secured the victory via via armbar. I saw a lot of people kind of. Yeah, but but I always say the same thing. Unless you're getting in the cage, yeah, it looks sloppy, but either one of them chicks will probably still whoop most of our asses. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll agree a little bit about the sloppiness of the fight. It did it did start off a bit uh, <laughs> sloppy, a bit disjointed. Uh, which yeah, a bit disjointed, just weird. Uh, but I mean, it, it did pick up. Um, I was surprised Alexis Davis won. Um, I kind of feel like it's because Sarah Kaufman kind of put herself in the position to lose. Right. Like she was winning the fight on the feet and she kind of, she kind of invited the ground game, which I thought was a really poor strategy and ended up biting her in the ass. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I think that was, I think Sarah Kaufman lost that fight more than it was. I mean, not Sarah Kaufman lost it. Uh, yeah, no, I was right. Sarah Kaufman lost that fight more than Alexis Davis won it, but yep. um, good for um, Alexis Davis. I mean, Sarah Kaufman is is a, a good fighter, and it, and it, it was good seeing her uh, get that win. No, I thought I thought that was you know uh, a solid. A, it was a war of attrition for sure, and you know Alexis Davis definitely was was trying to work it. But I do feel going back to you were saying what well, you were saying that Sarah Kaufman kind of just put it out there, like eh. You know, let me just let me just dangle this arm out there. Not to take anything away from her, it just definitely felt a bit like a give than you know just something competitive. Yeah, yeah it, it just felt like she kind of not that she quit or anything like that. It was just like she 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 did probably what her corner was telling her exactly not to do. Right. <laughs> I I think I think that's definitely so. an accurate assessment. Um. Speaking of speaking of veterans too, uh, Joe Riggs coming in there and just getting—is it—is it wrong to say he got handled by Patrick Cote? No, <laughs> not at all. Which Joe Riggs needs not fight anymore. Um, He—you know what's crazy about Joe Riggs? He's just—he—he's thirty. Like yep. I didn't realize he was not that old. It's true. He's been fighting forever, and you can see it on his body. He just. He he needs to stop fighting. It's it makes me uncomfortable watching him fight. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of um. I don't want to say haggard, but I do want to say battle worn. Like like you know, just somebody who's been in a lot of battles. Yeah, he just he's been doing this a long time, and and you know it's 
it's commendable that he's still around, but right. like, dude, you need to probably need to go ahead and hang it up. No, I think um, you know, I was I was I was happy for Patrick Cote. I always feel that Patrick Cote is a guy that has a good fan base. People like watching him fight, and he either gets mismatched in fights or puts himself in a situation where something freaky happens and the fight just falls apart. So, I mean, it was a, it was a good win for him, but I always feel that fate always seems to get in Patrick Cote's way whenever he's on, you know, he's riding a wave of momentum. Like, he'll start off really good, then he'll lose, like, two fights, then he'll win one, then he'll drop three, and then, you know, they cut him again, you know? Yeah, I mean... Patrick Cote is a guy who's also been around a really long time. I mean, people forget he yep. fought Kido Ortiz like years ago. Um, so I mean, he looked he looked better than uh, uh, Joe Riggs. I, I won't say he looked great, but he looked better than Joe Riggs. Um, he, you know, it was a good win for him. Um, I don't know what what they do with him from here, but it was um, it made him it made him legitimate for the time being. No, this is true, and it put him back on people's radar. I was I was a little bummed with the Shane Campbell John Mcdessey fight again. You know, it got made a catch weight fight, and I'm just like, you know, the the same thing you and I have talked about about yo this weight, <laughs> making weight guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that fight was like that because it was such short notice for Shane right. Campbell, so kind of excusable. Um, well, not even kind of. It, it's pretty excusable, but I mean he. He did not look. No, well, no, no. I won't say he looked particularly bad per yeah. se. Right. But he was he was not as good as uh, John McDessey. And no. once John McDessey connected, it was completely it was it was really clear like you're not on the same level as him. Nope, definitely not. The other the other fight too that kind of it didn't feel that way, but it definitely felt um, like the fight went a lot longer than it should have. Was Bisping and CB Dalloway. Not because, not because you know CB Dalloway is a chump because he's not, but Michael Bisping talks a good game, and he couldn't put away CB Dalloway like they had a, a legit war. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I mean, you know? I, I kind of felt with that fight like I I, I don't know it, it it just seemed like Michael Bisping because Michael Bisping got tagged a bunch of times in that fight, he um, did. and I. I kind of feel like C.B. Dalloway fell so much in love with the fact that, oh, I hit him with that. Let me try to hit him with that again. Absolutely. And kept trying to throw that same punch over and over and over again, and it ended up not doing him any good. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, this thing is just – this is what he is now. I mean, he he's a, he's a gatekeeper to the stars. He's going to beat a lot of guys on the bottom rung of the top ten and lose to all the guys in the top run. Well, and, that's what bothers me. And this you know? is kind of what he is now. It bothers me because mm-hmm. I kind of feel that I kind of feel that Bisping as a fighter, his psyche and just his approach to the game was damaged after that highlight real Hendo knockout. Um entirely possible. I mean, he he did he did, you know, do some good things after that, but I think that Hendo knockout problem. I mean, getting knocked out like that changes right. the fighter. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I, th- I think he he has changed some since then. I, I will say, yeah. Um, you know, then getting knocked out by Vitor and 
knocked out by uh, Luke Rockhold. I mean, he just he just not that he was never the same, but he was just a little different after right. those, after all that. Yeah, I do. I do feel that that same that same level of intensity when he first came in, like when he was first on the scene, everybody's like, "Yo, this this British dude is out of his fucking mind." You know, and everybody was like, yo, I like this dude. You know, I like the brash, just shit-talking Englishman that comes in there and gets the job done. And then little by little, it almost felt like people, number one, people started figuring out his fighting style and really deconstructing it on a technical level. Like, he'd come in there, and remember, initially, it'd be like, dude, it'd be like, pop, 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 in and out, in and out. And everybody would be like, oh, shit, you know, this kid's not a no problem. You know, he's, he's, he's a serious problem in there, and, and nobody has an answer for him. And then little by little, dudes just started figuring out that game. And before you know it, the losses kind of piled on, and then he kind of got back on, on the horse a bit. But I felt that after after that Hendo knockout, it's like, yeah, he got, he's been knocked out before. But that Hendo knockout, dude, everybody says, like, yo, when, when, when you ask somebody the most devastating knockout you've seen, a lot of people say, yo, Hendo putting Bisping to sleep. <laughs> yeah I mean hell with the not even just that like the drop of the elbow like when yep. you dropped the forearm on him after that and everything um it, it was it was a pretty brutal knockout and I mean yeah I mean knockouts like that will change you and uh he's probably been changed a little bit from that and but I I, I just feel like the game is kind of passing by too and the fact that he's sort of blind in one eye yeah, so, you know. <laughs> kind of, sort of. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't want to acknowledge that, but that kind of is the case. <laughs> yeah, like he, from what I I've heard, he has to have them like do different things when he does uh, uh, Fox Sports. Uh, he has to have them like basically have them tell him his lines because he can't read the prompters. Right, like he he's mostly blind in one of his eyes. So, uh. It might be time to hang it up, to be yeah. honest, or, I, I, or getting near that time. I think so. If if that if it's if his vision is at that level, it's like it's like, dude, you're going out there putting yourself really in harm's way, you know? Yeah. So it might be towards uh, towards the end of his career, and it's been a great career, but he he just you know was never never able to be champion. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I always felt that he had at least one title run in him. And he just he just couldn't he just couldn't get out of the box, you know. And the other thing that you and I have talked about the sport, though every every one of those guys that came out of the Ultimate Fighter were at the top of their game at that time. And the sport has just evolved so quickly. I mean, and and you we've talked about this, and now we're kind of dating ourselves a bit. Remember in the early days when it was like, yeah, there's not that many MMA gyms around here, and now it's like there's an MMA gym everywhere. Yeah, that, that's that's. <laughs> That's what happens, man. It 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 becomes like it, it it's blown. What was that? You dropped out a bit. Oh. Uh, it's it's really blown up. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Uh, like guys, uh, MMA is really blown up, and guys that were really good at one time are now just the norm and yeah. not exceptional. And you know, guys like Bisping who are really good. In not the pro era, but like the early times of of the UFC and MMA, are now basically just D plus level fighters. Well, that's that's what's and, happening. You know, it's, you're a hundred percent right. And if you look at it, think about that first graduating class. Like we're talking about, you know, Rashad Bisping, 
Um, and, and, and once we go down that list of guys, guess what? Most of those guys are gone or retired. So it's crazy. Yeah. Like Rashad. Or semi-retired. Yeah, or semi-retired. Rashad. Yeah, Rashad, Bisping, um, what's his face? Uh, Kaz, Koscheck. Uh, Forrest Griffin. Forrest Griffin is gone. Mike Swick. I don't even know where Mike Swick is some days. <laughs> semi-retired yeah semi-retired like like mostly retired bobby southworth do you know what ever happened to bobby southworth i don't think he ever had another fight it was weird because he was like everybody's like yo that guy and then he was gone gabe rudiger don't know where he is (laughs) yeah there's a lot of guys from that show that just are gone yeah Um, it's crazy yeah it's it's crazy to think that but that's, I mean, that's that's how sports like this work, I guess. Like, you know, a lot of guys from the proto ages are just done. Yeah, well, here's here's a here's a funny thing. Um, this Fabio Maldonado Quentin Quentin Jackson fight. First of all, everybody said like, yo, they 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 spoon fed Rampage this guy because they knew that this guy was gonna straight stand and bang, wasn't gonna go for any leg kicks, wasn't gonna use any wrestling. And as I watched the fight unfold, I said, son of a bitch, they're right. <laughs> they were, but Fabio Maldonado also lost lost this fight for himself, and I, and I give Rampage a pass because this fight wasn't happening for a while. Yeah, so I kind of give him a pass on not being like a super in shape, right? Uh, not that he was in bad shape per se, but like cardio wise, he did slow down. Yes, he did. Um, but you know, in that first round, he actually looked really good. He was using kicks and knees and things that he hasn't used in years. Yeah, I was like, what the uh, hell? <laughs> yeah, but Fabio Maldonado seemed like he was fixated on proving, I, I, I guess, that he was tougher than Quentin. Yep. Which doesn't win you a fight. No. I don't, I don't understand. I did not understand all this beating on his chest and head. Like, that doesn't, that's not going to, you're not going to win that way because nope. he's hitting you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Fabio Maldonado made himself look uh, stupid. Yeah, uh, well, I just feel like that—that that was really, really fucking stupid. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? He—I want to say—and and this again, I feel Fabio Maldonado gift wrapped himself for Rampage because, like I said, no kicks. Like it was Rampage doing the bulk of the technique. Like Maldonado's like, yo, we're just gonna stand and trade. And of course, it's like Rampage used to complain, yo, dudes don't want to stand and bang anymore. And then this dude wants to stand and bang, and Rampage is like, nah, I'm going to use all the other shit I got. You know, I got two other limbs that work. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I feel like, like, I don't know what Fabio Maldonado was doing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I, just, I just don't understand what his game plan was, because Rampage came in there with a, a decent game plan. I mean, he was, he was going to... You know, you know, leg kick and elbow knees and all that. So he looked, he looked better than he had in a long time. And Fabio Maldonado kind of just gift wrapped himself for him. Yep. And that was on Fabio Maldonado because I don't, I don't think the UFC was like, hey, don't. I mean, Fabio Maldonado fights like that all the time. Right. So, I just, it's a stupid way to fight. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not a fan of the. Oh, I'm gonna beat my chest after you hit me in the head, but I ain't scoring you no points. Nope. So nobody, nobody cares. Well, you know what's oh. funny? I like that Rashad oh. Evans ain't was angling for a fight. Like, yo, I can knock Rampage out highlight real style. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> I don't know if he can knock him out 
highlights, Al. Hell, I haven't seen Rashad fight in like three years. I don't know how Rashad looks fighting anymore. Seriously. <laughs> like nobody knows what Rashad looks like as a fighter anymore. So, you know, him saying that, okay, get in the ring. Like, we haven't seen you in a long time. Right. So, um, you know, if, if I wouldn't mind seeing that fight again, I guess. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, if, if Rampage can do it, so, huh? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, if Rampage can do it, because he still, he got this fight, but he still has legal mm-hmm. shit yep. he has to go through. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So. Well, you know, it's funny. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Rashad's angling for a fight. Now OSP is angling for a fight. And I, so when I heard it, I said, of course, everybody's angling for a fight, because Rampage love the guy, hate the guy, feel that he's past his prime, whatever the case may be. The motherfucker puts people in seats. Like yeah. I can't, I can't even deny people that. People are gonna watch them. Can't even deny it. Yep, people are gonna watch them. It's people it. are gonna come to watch Rampage fight. Which, which is heartbreaking, and I'm glad we we're, we're using that as the segue for what happened to Demetrius Johnson. And and the reason I say that before before you even <laughs> before I, you say you drop the napalm, I know you're gonna drop about this. Kyoji Horiguchi came into that fight with a very impressive record, uh, you know, a good a good story behind him. Demetrius Johnson riding an incredible moment, you know, an incredible wave, seven fight winning streak, you know, eight unbeaten, counting that draw with McCall. If you want to go that way, his only loss in the UFC was at mm-hmm. and the UFC was at bantamweight to to Dominic Cruz, you know. So it's not like he lost to a, to a scrub. Not at all, <laughs> and, and and it bothers me that people just sit there and this goes back to what you said about, you know, the bias about, you know, the smaller guys and whatever. And I just think that as 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 a fighter, Demetrius Johnson must be like, you know, like like Maximus and Gladiator, like, yo, are you not entertained? <laughs> like like seriously, like it's not like the dude goes out there <laughs> and he's trying to methodically putt putt his way through the cage. The dude is rock'em sock'em robots as soon as he's in there. Yeah, like, with him, I feel like it's a couple things. One, his personality doesn't, he's not Conor McGregor. Like, his personality, he has a normal dude personality, a normal dude that fights kind of personality. Right. So he's not really, he's not really super, look at me, you know, you got to tell his lungs, come look look at my fights kind of thing. Right. But do we need that, though? It's real. Do we need another Conor McGregor, you know? Like we don't need another Conor McGregor. We shouldn't. He, yeah, and he shouldn't have to be like exactly. that. That's the thing that annoys me about him. Not not about him, but like about the way the conversation around him is. Like, well, nobody wants to see him fight because he's small, and people aren't. What people don't understand that he's whooping people's ass. Yep. Like he he hasn't lost a fight in like four years, and like he's. Probably, even though I think John Dotson can give him a run for his money, he's by far uh, the best fighter in his weight class. Like none of these dudes outside of maybe John Dotson. That's it. Who he said he'd fight? Touch him, huh? John, he said it. He's like, yo, I'd go. I'd give John Dotson another shot. You know, like that's yeah. how crazy it is. That I, he's mean, like, I, I personally feel like John Dotson might have won that fight, but like, yeah, he. The, the fact that he has to be like, dude, I'll, I'll move up to one thirty five. Like, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do like to and and like I, I, I enjoy the way he feels about it. Like, if you don't watch my fights, that's your fucking problem. 
Like yeah. the, the, he he said that, and like I I think he was right to feel that way because honestly, he shouldn't have to convince you to watch his fights. Well, you know, he, he is doing. Huh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he's doing everything in the ring that should make you want to see his fights. It's not like he's he's you know he's not like he's and I I, I enjoy Jose Pierre fights, but um, not everyone. So, um, he, it's not like he's GSP. It's not like he's just laying on dudes. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just weird to me how people react, you know. Well, that's that's part of it, and, and I'm glad you brought up a lot of those points, because I want to say some stuff. You know, like, when Al, when Al Iaquinta was, was, you know, when he got pissed off that they were booing him, you know, well, well correct. Well, lost. When, when he felt that, <laughs> when he felt that, you know, he was being booed, and it was like, yo, and he was just like, you know, fuck you guys. I I understand his point of view if if it was Demetrius Johnson doing that. Like, if Demetrius Johnson turned around and said, yo, fuck y'all, I'm coming out here and fighting my ass off, then, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm watching this guy fight, and I, I almost said this kid. I'm watching this guy fight, and the guy's going in there putting on an amazing fight, amazing. And Kyoji Haraguchi wasn't a, is no slouch, man. Like, they went back and forth. Uh, some really beautiful exchanges, amazing technique, and for him to secure that armbar with a minute left, the dude could have held on, but it's like you know that the guy had serious torque on there when he wasn't even trying to do that to himself. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And yeah, the, like and people are walking out. I'm like I'm like yo, is that happening? Like I'm watching the fight and I'm like yo, are people leaving? Is that happening right yeah, now? Yeah, like I. I... It, it was like insane to me. Like, like what? What? Like the fight wasn't boring. Like I heard people booing. I'm like, what? What are you booing? What is boring? Seriously, like, are we watching the same fight? I'm telling like, you, it, it was insane to me. Like, it was absolutely insane to me. I'm like, what the fuck are these people watching? Thank you. That this is worth booing. I like, was... it just it, it's insane to me. Like the way he's 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 treated. Like he's not. <laughs> the best fighter in his weight class by far. This is insane. But dude, well, let, let's look let's look at this before we jump into into the big story. Let's look at the let, let's talk pound for pound rankings. Like like yo, he's on that list. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like yeah. like it's not like the dude He's not like too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's on the list and everybody's just like how do you not want to see one of the best pound for pound fighters fight? Especially when the guy's riding the wave, he's riding and demonstrating not only incredible technique, but just an incredible ambassador for your sport. And it was funny because Dana White is like, yo, man, you know, I'm behind Demetrius Johnson all the way. Really? You could have fucking fooled me because you ain't even promoting the guy. So fuck you too with that shit. (laughs) I don't even know. Here's how I feel about the UFC with him. Like, I don't know what particularly they can do at this point because I don't feel like the UFC has done him particularly a huge disservice. They've put him on Fox in the main event role. Right. They put him on under or they put him with really strong undercards. It's just, it's people. It's the people that watch these fights, these some these so called MMA fans <laughs> who seem to dislike him. Like is this this is one of the few times I'll give the UFC I won't say a pass. But I'll give Dana White kind of the benefit of the doubt with this because he hasn't. It's not him. <laughs> like oh, no. it's not like they're, they're purposely putting him in these positions. Well, I, I, the reason like, I, it's just 
not to cut you off, the reason I get mad about just Dana White saying that is because Dana White is saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm behind Demetrius Johnson. When he should be saying, yo, if you're a real MMA fan, you shouldn't be walking out of a main event for a guy who's ranked in the oh, he did. That, but yeah, but on a regular basis, like like that's what I mean. Like you should be an advocate for for those guys, not just when everybody's talking about that shit. You know what I mean? When there's a buzz, I'm talking about consistency. Like, and we've talked about that where you know Demetrius Johnson. It's like yo, they, it, it, the dude's being sponsored by fucking Microsoft. Like like you can't even you can't even yeah. fucking acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's. Oh, that that's my shit's gonna go away very soon. But yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's it, it's crazy. Like it's just it it sucks um, that he he's looked at it this way. Like I I really feel sorry for the guy because he he's not doing anything wrong. He's going out there. He's fighting. He's not like another former champion doing dumb shit. Like, <laughs> like it's just he he's he's doing what he's supposed to do, and people just don't seem to care. And it's 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 weird. Well, you know what, what what's funny? I had a, a conversation with a guy I work with, and we were talking about the fact that, and, you know, Bloodstained Lane, when he was active in the MMA community, he used to say it too. He's like, yo, there's more to life than just the UFC. So when you watch other promotions and you get educated in the sport, as a fan or as a practitioner in a discipline, you come to respect and understand all the different facets of the game. Now, if you just coming in on some, yo, I only watch the UFC because everything else is garbage, then you're not educating yourself either. It's the same shit that I tell people that watch wrestling. It's like, yo, there's other shit out there, other shit that you should be watching because sometimes there's shit that's outdoing the mainstream shit. Like how many times have you and I talked about cards on air that aren't even UFC cards that are just ridiculous, whether it's 1FC or Dream when they were doing their cards or strike force when they were doing their cards. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff out there that people just don't know about. Yep. <laughs> or or care to know about. Yep, and it's making and, and it's making it's, the fans one dimensional. And it's making the the, the yeah. fans one dimensional. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, right now the the MMA landscape, unless you're watching Bellator, which unfortunately Bellator is out here doing dumb shit. Yeah. Occasionally. Uh like unless you're watching Bellator, there's not a whole lot for you to go find. I mean, yeah, you can watch Dream. I'm not Dream, um Titan FC, FC. Yeah, Titan and FC, like that. FC. Yeah. Or or Titan FC, which Titan FC itself is kind of an offshoot of um the UFC. Right. The UFC like one one of those. I can't remember which one they run, but they want run one of those um smaller organizations. But Anyway, like you, you can go find these 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 shows, and if you don't go do it, you're not gonna understand why why someone like Demetrius Johnson is so good. Exactly. And and you know, in MMA, like there's only a few guys that you can call generational talents, and he's one of them. Yep. And you know, it it's unfortunate that that people just don't care. <laughs> well. Uh, on the subject of that, the UFC 186 card, a uh, couple of fighter bonuses. Of course, Demetrius Johnson got performance of the night. Thomas Almeida got performance of the night. Chad LaPriest got performance of the night. And uh, Brian Barberina also got a uh, performance bonus. Again, each one of those guys took home 50K. Um, really, really, like I said, it, w- it was a solid card. I was bummed 
more so about the press that followed the card than the card itself. Like, you know, like I said, just people just walking out on the dude. You know, the guy's in there fighting for you, bleeding for you. And you're just like, nah, I'm good. It's like, that. that's, you know, I, I, that was just heartbreaking for me as a fan and as a guy who, uh, you know, yeah. goes out there and he's probably saying to himself, what do I got to do? He's probably like, yo, do I got to, do I got to, you know, punch my opponent in the face at the weigh-ins? Like, what do I got to do to get people to, to get on people's radar, which is crazy. And I, and obviously he's not acknowledging it, but as a human being, you know, I'd feel that way. Like, yo, man, I'm going out there. I'm one of the best dudes in the world and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I would be pissed. Like, I would be furious that, like, what what the fuck do I got to do for you people for you to, like, acknowledge that I'm, not for myself, I'm good. Is That like, I'm here. Even, even yeah, like, even, even if you don't want to watch all of his fights and shit like that. Okay. Right. But, like, don't, when the dude's fighting, don't act like it's boring when it's not. Yep. Like, just. It's just ridiculous to me. Nope. I, just, uh, I don't know. It's just that that rubbed me the wrong way too. I was I was just really confused on like what what why are we what 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 are we being doing? Yep, I I agree a hundred percent. With regards to that, a couple of fight cards came together after after that. A couple of things were announced. Um, Joe Lazan is taking on Takanori Gomi at a UFC Fight Night 16 in July. Uh, I'm looking forward to that fight. I like the Fireball Kid. Joe Lazan always gives off a good performance. Uh, Lazan, of course, coming off that. Uh, KO from from Ali Akinta and Gomi coming off that knockout loss to Miles Jury. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting fight. These guys know that they're kind of their backs are against the wall. I feel we're definitely going to get a an exciting fight. Uh, Dillashaw and Barrow are the main event for that card, so you know it's it's it, dudes are coming out there to get to to make a statement. Yeah, um, those should be some really good fights. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of them. Um, so yeah, Henry, um, looking forward to all those fights. Henry Cajudo's jumping in. He's taking on Chico Camus at uh, UFC 188. Um, they um, That's going to happen on the prelims. That card's actually taking place in Mexico City, uh, June 13th. Uh, looking forward to seeing Cajudo fight again. Uh, the other card that was finalized was the Mark Hunt-Stipe Miocic fight. That's taking place Saturday, next Saturday, May 9th. Um, pretty solid card. I understand why it's relegated to Fight Pass, obviously, but... Not some bad. There's not yeah. bad fights on there. I, I, that that um, I'd like to see that Mark Hunt Stipe fight. I think those guys are gonna go out there and you know straight like I said before, rock 'em sock 'em robots. Yeah, it should be it should be a really good fight. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, should be a really good fight. I mean, Mark Hunt is is always putting on really good fights, and it should be really you know really really good fight to see just Mark Hunt out there just throwing the heat like he always does. There you go. So we're we're gonna talk about obviously the big the big MMA story of the week, but one thing affecting that yeah. story is a strong rumor now that Khabib is out of the fight with Donald Cerrone. Ugh. <laughs> um, if that's the case, that sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I just yeah, saw that, that on the I just saw that on the ticker, and I'm like, yo, come on, man! Somebody actually wrote on Twitter, and it just scrolled by real quick. Like, yo, somebody wrap Chris Weidman and Vitor in bubble wrap and lock them in a room. <laughs> yeah, um, that would that would really suck if that's the case. I mean, it would suck less than what's going on with the main event. But yeah. uh, well, yeah. Well, we are on the subject uh, of the main event. For those of you, let, let me just bring everyone up to speed. For those of you that don't know, um, former 
UFC light heavyweight champion John Jones was in a car accident in Albuquerque, New Mexico, ran a red light, uh, hit a hit a car with a pregnant woman inside, um, proceeded to hop out of the car, make a run for it, which was actually great product placement for Reebok, uh, since he was probably wearing their shoes when he ran away. And um, he decided, oh, let me run back to the car and take a wad of money I left in there, but leave all my memorabilia and paperwork and some weed and a pipe in the car. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good job. So uh, the woman, he, here's the first thing, before I even get into the, the semantics and get your take on it, I got to say this. If that woman would have lost that baby, it would have been a wrap for John Jones. It, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't have even been a question of, oh, you know, we're going to wait for him to turn himself. No, no, no. No, that dude would have probably had his door kicked in wherever the fuck he was at and dragged out by the hairs on his nuts because it's like, it's like, yo, are you crazy? And the crazy part is like, yo, he Um, made the straight run and was like, oh shit, let me go back and get this money. So with that said, before we get into everything else, please enlighten me on where you stand. Um, first off, like as soon as I heard this, (laughs) Uh, well, when I first heard it, like we didn't know how bad it was, because like when you right. first when it, when it first came across the ticker, it just said he was in a car accident, right? And then like within an hour, it was like he was in a hit and run. Yep. And when I first heard it, I'm thinking, okay, he hit somebody and kept going, right? Because there wasn't a whole lot of right of information. It wasn't. But then out when right. I hear like, yeah, when I hear he hit somebody, <laughs> wrecked his car got out of said car, ran, came back, got some money, and then ran again. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I just, it, like, I've, I mean, you, you know, I've, I've always been a big fan of John Jones. Right. right. You but, know, I, and I'm still a fan of him as a fighter. Correct. Um, But, and and I'm, I'm I mean, anyone who knows me, and, and you've heard me talk about, like, Mayweather and shit, like, I can compartmentalize right. a lot of things. Like, of course. I don't care a lot of times what people are doing in their personal lives as long as it doesn't affect other people. Yeah. Um, but this was pretty this fucking case, big. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 in this case, it's like, what do you think? Like, let's, let's say the cops came when you wrecked your car, right? I've been in multiple car wrecks. You know what cops don't normally do? Search your car. Right. That's actually normally not something they even do. You would have gotten a ticket. At, at best, worst, for running the red light. For running the red light, you would have got a ticket. You would have gotten an at-fault for that accident. Your insurance would have probably covered covered a broken arm. Bam, you're done. There is, there's literally, I mean, there's a story about him not being able to fucking drive, but that's it. Unless he was under the influence of something, mm-hmm. which... Um, he probably was. Yep. John Jones clearly has some kind of substance abuse issue. Yep. Um, not sure if it's cocaine, because according to the insect, he passed a bunch of random drug tests. But so they I'm didn't sure test for cocaine. wreck drugs. They didn't test for wreck drugs. There's an asterisk. Yeah, there. like weed. So yeah. So because he, he he was passing for cocaine, right? Apparently they're they're not tested for weed, which is <laughs> whatever. Any. Yep. I, I know. If you're going to test for drugs, test for all of them. Yep. Like, don't... And and, and the, the thing with the weed in him, like, if you... Because I've I read a couple of minutes. He's never actually hidden that he smokes weed. Like, he's... It's, if you've ever 
Right. Just listen to him talk about it. Like, yep. he's never hitting that this one for you. Right. Um, and even with that, let's say you were high. Why'd you You run? do get a DUI, yeah. but you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a felony. Yep. <laughs> like, like the, the, there's levels to it. When I read that and when I got to the point where they were like, yeah, okay, so he ran, da, da, da. I was like, he won't get stripped of his title. And like I was, and I was like, the UFC has no choice but to strip from another title. Well, here's because like yesterday when I was seeing all, oh, okay. no, 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 go ahead, finish your thought. Oh yeah, yesterday when I was seeing all, oh, he can travel for UFC when they say, I'm he's not finding that. Like they're, they're going to strip from another title as they should. He he's in a place. He there has to be consequences to his dumb ass actions because well, there's never really been one. Yep. Well, here's here's one thing which which really tripped me out. Before he turned himself in, right, he had his stupid Carlton Banks-looking lawyer talk about, oh, you know, John wants to get this behind him and return to training and bloody fucking blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, he had a, a pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah, like, when I heard like, when who I told that, you I'm that like, was, who, who is your lawyer? Yep. Who said that was a good idea? Who is this man? (laughs) I look at it. Who is this man? Yo, it's like you hit a pregnant woman and you made a break for it. And on top of that, you didn't not only make a break for it, but you came back and didn't even stay. Like you didn't even check on the lady and make a run for it. You just dipped out, which is crazy. It's he clearly. And, and and this is something I was talking to somebody at my job about. He clearly doesn't really live in the world we do. Yep. Sort of. And and like he's very rich. Like John John Jones is not Floyd Mayweather rich, but he's rich. I don't think in his mind, not that he's not doing anything wrong. I don't think he thinks about it before he does it. Yep. He just like oh shit. I'm high. Fuck, yeah. I need to get away from this car. Like, nigga, they don't know who you are. He left memorabilia in there. You are not a nobody. He left memorabilia and shit in there. He left paperwork that said Jonathan Jones. I'm like, dude, you are an asshole. But the thing that gets me is Why this. You, you hit the you? lady. You get out. You walk over. Hey, you all right? Dude, the, the red flag is like, oh, shit, she's pregnant. Like, if she was yeah. visually pregnant, like, right there, it's like, yo, pause. Fuck. So, go back in the car, call the cops, hey, I got in an accident, hide your shit, because like you said, they're probably not going to search your whip, hide your shit, and just wait. Take the L, acknowledge that you ran the light, say, yo, I was, I checked a text message, I fucked up, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you know, be apologetic. They're probably not even going to drug test you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to drug test you. Well, they like, might just I've because, been, you know, j- just because of the circumstances. They might. Right, because uh, unless he said he would have said some shit like, yo, I was checking my phone. Or, you know, if they don't see any, like, open yeah, like you, in the you, car. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've been in accidents. Like, I, I've wrecked the car. Like, they didn't drug test me. Like, I I mean, it wasn't like I was texting or something. Like, my car spun out on the highway. Right. But, like, it was basically like they, they came. So I everybody was all right. Other car that hit me when I spun out. So I everybody was all right. Didn't draw a test me. Didn't search my car. Right. 
<laughs> neither one of those things were probably going to happen. You also didn't he give reason, which is panicked. good. Yeah, like he clearly panicked, which was fucking stupid. Besides the like, fact that the cops would have shown up and been like, oh, shit, it's John Jones. You know, like, like, yeah, like, like, like stop it for a second. He's a star in New Mexico. Like, it's, they're not going to, bro, like, what do you think they're going to do to you? Like, at worst, you're going to get embarrassed. People yep. are going to make fun of the fact that you're wrecking another car. At worst. Yep. Like, no one was going to be like, hey, you know, now you're going to jail. Like, and also, like, with the whole going to jail thing, there's a very good chance he's not going to jail. But we'll get into that later. Yep. But, like, it's just. He should have been shipped through his title, um, yeah. as he was. As um, he was. He, there should have been a actually an actual consequence, an actual tangible consequence this time. Yep. Well, you, know, you know what's funny? He clearly needs... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Val in the chat said, the worst part is that he ran. All he had to do was trade info, let her know you'll take care of her, drop a few grand, and do how rich people do. I mean, I'm not going gonna, I'm, I'm to yeah. say that that's the right... You know, that's not the right course of action, because whatever the case is... But, Think about it. How many how many of us have had accidents with people that sometimes their rides are better than ours for whatever reason and they just want to they just don't want to deal with insurance. They'll be like, "Listen, you know, get me an estimate." And we settle up and move around our business. That's it. Yeah. Like and he was driving a rental. It's not like he's not going to go back to the rental but y'all crashed the shit, you know? What do I owe y'all? And move on. And it's not like they wouldn't have been able to find out his credit card information. Even if he hadn't left the, yep. the paperwork in there. Like, it's a rental car. Unless you pay for that rental car in cash, they have your credit card information. Yeah, it's, so. Burger. It's, just it's, a, it's a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, I, commit, I don't commend the UFC because I, I kind of feel like they should have done something earlier. Yeah, well, not, Dana not White so fucking was like. This title. Not, not to cut you off hmm? again. Not to cut you off, I apologize. Dana White was like, yo. Straight up, he goes. He he was like, we've given John a lot of chances. At this point, something had to be done. And I'm looking at the screen as he's saying this, and I'm like, oh, something had to be done. You know, the one-day rehab stint, No, that just got swept under the rug. You know what I mean? Like, the guy, the guy, cle- the, the guy clearly had an issue. And as an organization, yes, you gotta, you, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. At the time, at the time, he, he yeah. had and he was addressing – an issue. So, as the head of the organization at that point, dude, we're going to strip you of the title. We want you to do mandated rehab. Prove to us you're on the up and up. You know, we're going to drug test you randomly and you can come back and challenge for the title. You'll be number one contender. First time out. The minute you would have done that, he would have been like, shit, I really fucked up. But instead, you know, yeah. it, they're like, eh, you know, you fucked up. We're going to find you because you violated some personal conduct policy that nobody knows exactly what all the fucking rules are. made up personal conduct policy. Exactly. <laughs> and then now it's like, you know, he violated a personal conduct policy. He's suspended indefinitely. We're taking him off the list. And, it, you know, we're taking him off the pound for pound rankings. Oh, great. Great. You took, you took his one shiny object. That's all well and good. But guess what? Dude still is going to have that felony charge. Because here's the thing. The pregnant lady broke her arm and like i said had she if something would have happened to her baby or there's still the the, there's still that that chance you know knock on wood god forbid that something could happen that hasn't even been found yet 
you gotta you gotta just put that dude in isolation at that point and be like, dude, you gotta handle your shit because we can't touch you. You are yeah. radioactive right now. Now I will say this about the car accident. Um, his car from I saw the whole picture. His car got the worst of it. Yep. Like he he didn't really destroy her car. No, no, no. He did so, not. huh? He did not. No, I'm I'm agreeing. Yeah. So like. Hopefully, like you said, knock on wood, nothing else was wrong with her. That's that's why I'm saying like there's a very good chance he doesn't go to jail. Now, will something happen to him? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh he he will probably like on I guess probation or something or another. Uh but I'm hoping one of the things I'm hoping it comes with this is he goes has to go to mandatory drug rehab. Because yep. clearly he has some sort of substance issue. I don't know if it's cocaine I don't know. I hesitate to say it's weed because I weed isn't really a substance. Yeah, dude. At least to me, that should impair your fucking judgment this much. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna be real blunt. One second, motherfucker ran. You don't run for just weed. Here's what the fucking guy did. He probably had some real shit. Probably was either had it in his system or had it there ran off with the money too and it's just like again he ran off with the shit and he he hid until he said oh they were like oh john jones is going to turn himself in of course he's going to turn himself in after the shit's out of his system yeah it's like, like yeah come on. yeah you 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 make a you make a really good point he probably had some cocaine or something he he probably had some Something like you said, some something for real, for real, yep. and um, that part they can't arrest him for. Yep. But he clearly needs to go to mandatory rehab. Like, and, and it's really unfortunate that, in my opinion, the best biter on the planet has this issue mm-hmm. that is keeping us from being able to see him fight. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, and I know that's selfish because his wellness as a human being is should be first and foremost. No, and you're right. But it, it's it, he, this is a man that, well, he's not married, but he has two or three kids. He's a grown-ass man with kids. Like, yep. he, he needs to get his shit together. This is how he provides for his family. There you go. He needs to get his shit together. Before before he ever, ever steps back in the octagon, because, like, and I, and I saw some people today saying, like, he'll never fight again. That's not true. Yeah, too <laughs> but, much money out there. He was going to fight again. Uh, it, it might not, it, I'm 100% sure it won't be this year. He'll fight again. But he needs to get his life together mm-hmm. because these incidents, like the drunk driver thing, unexcusable, but I look at it as, you know, he's young, he's young rich, and he's stupid. stupid. Yeah, young and stupid. I've never drunk, drunk, drunk. But I know some people who have, which and still fucking stupid. Yep. But, you know, you're young, you're rich, you're stupid. Yep. Okay, the cocaine thing. I was like, if this is not a a problem, if this is something you did one time, being a dumbass, and then got caught, okay. But then you do this. This is this is like this escalated beyond that because now you're putting people, other people's lives. I mean, the drunk driving thing too was putting other people's lives in danger. But you literally could have killed yourself, killed this woman. You, you're 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 acting extremely erratically. It's 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 
it's unfortunate, man. Like it, it's really unfortunate that we're missing out on a really great fighter uh, because he's. Ugh. No, you're. Ugh. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's funny. Anthony Johnson was like, yo, man, you know, dude, I, I, you know, I feel for you. Get get your life in order. He's like, you know, you're still one of the best, you know, you're still the best pound for pound light heavyweight on the planet. And, you know, that was very cool coming yeah. out of Anthony Johnson. But Anthony Johnson's also turning the other cheek because now he know it, it's like it's open season. And people don't realize that it was funny because somebody made a meme of of. uh Mr. Wonderful Phil Davis and they were like oh yeah goes to Bellator light heavyweight division wide open now <laughs> you know it was it was it was funny <laughs> but it, it was funny dude it was just like a picture of him with like a sad face and somebody just made that meme and I was like damn I can't even I can't even be mad that that's a, that that was put out there but I'll be honest it is open season because it's like DC and Rumble I like Rumble but can't sleep on DC either. You know what I mean? Like it, like now the scale is not to say that it's a level playing field, but now that shit could go either way. The same way Rumble and Jones could have gone either way, but now the the probability is just higher. You know, I I I don't think it's as wide open as you're saying. Like because Daniel Cormier is the second best light heavyweight in the world. Um. And I kind of think, not that he'll, I think he'll be Anthony Johnson. And I think most other light heavyweights will have a really hard time beating Daniel Cormier um, until John Jones gets back. Um, and mind you, this is assuming that he gets his shit together. Right. But uh, for the time being, like, I, I just I just think the, uh, DC, <laughs> Val says he's not, the second best heavy light heavyweight in the planet. Uh, I don't know who he thinks is. I would I would love to hear him or see Val explain that because uh, <laughs> I don't see anybody else that's beating DC. But okay. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Nah. Nah. Rumble is not. Um, <laughs> I, I Rumble hits really hard. Yeah. Rumble hits really hard, but Rumble is not the second base best light heavyweight on planet. But uh <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I really think uh I really think D C is probably gonna lower the division until John gets back. And even even when John gets back I doubt they give him because of his yep. dumbassery. Yep. I doubt they give him a title shot right away. Like I, I can see him like when he comes back giving him a softball and then maybe giving him like Gustafson um well, that's, rematch. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, when when I'm talking about the openness of the division I'm talking about the fact that there, while there is talent that's up there that's that's amazing, it's not one guy just at the top of the mountain hanging out. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, you're, you're yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking at it from the standpoint of, yo, we got these dudes. They are, you know, they're leaps and bounds ahead. And then there's the one like like flyweight. It's Demetrius Johnson, John Dodson, everybody else. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you look at at 205 right now, and it's Anthony Johnson, Gustafson, Cormier, Rashad, which now just moves up to number four because I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> Haven't fought in yeah. how long? Yeah. And then, like, like I'm just I just want to share this with everybody so that they see. Anthony Johnson is ranked number one. Gustafson is two. 
Cormier is three. Rashad is four. Ryan Bader is five. Glover Teixeira is six. OSP is seven. Jimmy Manua is eight. Shogun is nine. Feijao is ten. Rampage is eleven. Little Nog is twelve. Fabio Maldonado's thirteen. Fourteen is Patrick Cummins, and fifteen is Jan Blackowitz. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and who the fuck is Jan Blackowitz? That's what it says, dude. Jan. I don't even know who the fuck that is. So <laughs> the reason I say that it's more open is because yes, while Daniel Cormier is Daniel Cormier, Cormier, Gustafson, and Johnson are all—they're all great fighters. You see what I'm saying? So if any one of those guys was yeah. champion at any point, you could toss their opponents either. If if Johnson was the, was, was the champ and he fought Cormier, there's a possibility he may lose. You see what I'm saying? Like, the possibility is now there. Johnson and Gustafson, same thing. There's a possibility that Gustafson will win or Johnson will, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying by wide open. It's not like when you'd fight yeah, John yeah, Jones yeah. and you and I would have to have, like, a chess match debate about why half of these motherfuckers don't stand a chance. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Um, the division is more open now. Uh, I see what you're saying. Um, so we'll see. Um, Poor Phil Davis. I, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Phil Davis is. I'd be real he's gonna tight. He's going to be a light heavyweight champion at uh, Bellator. So you know, true. He's almost guaranteed to be <laughs> light heavyweight champion at Bellator. Hey, unless something is wrong with him, unless he is not anywhere near as good as we all thought he was, this is he true. will be light heavyweight champion in Bellator. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. And then, of course, if you, did you see the video of when Jones was coming out from from the detention center? He just made yeah. the, the run for it, and I'm just like, I, I just couldn't help but yeah. laughing because I said to myself, "Was that how you ran after you hit that lady's fucking car?" Like that's what angers yeah. me. Dude. I, I'm angry as a fan. Not because of the of of just the accident, but just because the fact that you didn't even value another human life in that split second. Like you didn't think, yo, did, yeah. is, is the lady dead? You, you know, is she old? Is she young? Are there children in the car? Like, like that's what gets me. And people are like, yeah, but you know, you got to try and support. You got to try and support these guys in good times and bad times. And I understand that as athletes. Support them for what? Exactly. I'm not supporting them. I'm uh, a, I'm a, I ain't supporting shit. You, you do know. dumb shit. I can't, yeah, I can't support dumb shit. Nope. Can't. Fucking stupid. I can't. It's like, he didn't even check, dude. He did, Like, if he would have just been like, ah, she young, she look all right. Let me make, and he makes a run for it again. Not condoning what he did, but at least yeah, she could have been like, I saw him kind of look to see if I was okay. And then I didn't see him when 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 the ambulance came or whatever. Then people would have been like, "Oh, dude, saw she was high. She made a run for it." Because again, he probably had some hardcore shit in the car, which is probably why he wasn't thinking like a normal person. And but dude, how much money you got in the car to make a shit? <laughs> how much money you got in the car that you ran back to get the shit? Like I'm talking about. Yo, yeah, that was another thing I, I was thinking. Like, why do you have large amounts of money, just large amounts of cash, just in your car? Like, what are you doing? Did you have one of the dollar Probably bills rolled up? up? <laughs> Did you have a dollar bill rolled up, and yeah, that's like, why you made the run for it? Yeah, that's just the weirdest thing in the world to me. Like, I was like, wait, he he went back to get money. Yep. Why did he? It's, 
I don't know. Like it's it's unfortunate, man, because I'm a fan of him as a fighter, but yep. it's it's. I, I can't defend this. Like, you, like there's, there's nothing to defend. Like, he's just, he's fucking up. And hopefully he gets the help he needs. It's not going to, I saw some people say, like, this is hurting. Like, this ain't hurting MMA. Like, yeah, he was a big star, but. I'll tell you what, this, though. Reebok, his void. Reebok wasn't playing. Reebok was like, oh, yeah, nah. Click, you're out of here. Like it's it's like dude, uh, <laughs> Reebok didn't even wait. Oh oh, let's wait until he's innocent. Nah man, nah. As soon as it was official that I will he say ran, this. Reebok was like, nah, you out of here. I, I will say this: he'll get that back if he comes back and is not. If, if he comes back and shows he's clean and all that, he'll get that deal back. Like we we live. <laughs> Kobe oh, yeah. Bryant might have raped somebody, yep. and he he got no, no, a no. shoe you, deal again. You're a hundred. So, you're a you're a hundred, dude. You are one hundred percent right. There's a lot of crime and a lot of shit in every sport, and everybody's all about second chances. Like like Michael Vick, good a, a great example. Michael Vick, a, amazing talent. As an animal lover, the guy's a shitty human being. But dude yeah, went like, to I mean, dude went to jail. You know what I mean? He he served his time. He came back. What you know? Whether whether he's allowed to have a pet ever again or not, what whatever. But the dude did what he had to do, and he's trying to redeem himself. The shit that irks me with John Jones is that the dude was in denial that he had a fucking problem. Because I, as much that's as people because say, no one made him admit it. <laughs> yep, and that's and that's the issue of what you and I talked about a couple of months back with BJ Penn. Like, dude, you're surrounded by yes men. Nobody wants to tell you what time it is. Like, I'm glad you brought up Floyd Mayweather earlier because, you know, 50 Cent was interviewed in, uh, by MTV and they were like, yo, we heard you and Floyd are cool. And they were, and he was like, yeah, we all right. And he was like, well, what? It, what the guy who was interviewing 50 was like, but what exactly caused a strife? And again, whether it's manufactured or bullshit or whatever, but 50 Cent said something very, 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 very interesting. He said, you're worth whatever, a couple million. You make, you know, X amount of million in 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 one night's work. And, you know, nobody has the, 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 the wherewithal to call you out on your shit because eventually your friends become your employees, so they're not gonna fuck All themselves. All of them, they were the his employees. Exactly, but, but 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 you get what I'm saying. So in John Jones's case, a similar example on a smaller scale. Nobody was gonna pull him to the side and be like, "Dude, you got a fucking problem. You need to chill." Yeah. Nobody was doing no, no, no. it. Maybe his nobody mama was going to. Right, and then it's well, like, I will say this: Mike Winklejohn kind of insinuated uh-huh. that. They felt like he had a problem, but like I, I feel like even with them, right? It's almost like we can say this to you, but one, are you going to listen? And two, how far are we willing to go with uh-huh. saying this? Right, because we you because, we work for you in a way. Yeah, we yeah like. Like, I mean, yeah, Jackson and Winkle John will be fine. If yep. John Jones never fights again, right. they will be fine. Right, but, but at that time, they work for him, you know? Yeah, like, he he's still your biggest money earner. Like, he still, you know, brings the most income into your gym. And I'm sure, because, like, Mike, uh, Mike Winkle John and 
Greg Johnson never have come off to me as the type of people that are going to just yep. uh, lie to their fighters. Like, they've never come off to me as, like, bunny-grubbing. or no, like, no, That's no. never how they've come off. And maybe, and, you know, maybe maybe they are behind closed doors, but they, they've always seemed like, you know, decently intelligent and cogent people. Yep. And, um... Dude, Greg Jackson, it, it I see having like, that talk. Yeah. Like, Greg Jackson probably has had this talk with him. Yep. But there's only so much you can tell someone. Like, I mean, he's a grown man. Like, there's only right. so much you can say to him. Like, look, dude, like, you have a problem. And, like, with them, like, if it's not affecting him training, like, well, it's right. not affecting him training. Right. <laughs> so, like, what are we supposed to, like, what exactly are we supposed to do? Because, you know, it's not, you know, it's not affecting, it's not affecting him. You know what I mean? Like, no. it's, it's not, it's not, right. yeah, it's, it's not, not hindering doing, him. yeah, it's not hindering him. So, like, we, we can say all, like, you should do this, but, like, you're still out here winning all these fights. Like, what can you really, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's never been anything to him up until this point that's proven to him that he shouldn't do this. Right. Well, that's the problem. It's like, when you got bagged, and that's the thing that bothers me, and it's, you know, it, whether even though people say that it can be done, I'm always, and, and I think this is just more so my straight-edge beliefs, I think that if you go out there and you try Coke once, you're not trying Coke just once. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, like, I just have a tough time. And again, I'd love for somebody to tell me that, you know, and, and I and I and I really would like somebody to tell me if that's true. Like, if somebody doesn't have to share their name or whatever, but somebody can. I'd like to know. Like, yo, can someone genuinely try coke one time and never ever ever ever, say, ever 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 do it again? And sure, there's probably a this. handful. I um oh I, I, I'll say this. Um, I've never tried cocaine. Um, ever. <laughs> It's not something I'm willing to do, but um, I know someone who has used it before or tried it. Right, they did it one time. Um, now this that might not be the norm, but they literally did it right. that one time. But that's they what were I party. said. It was offered to them. They did it. Never did it again. Right, but that's what I'm now, saying. I, I don't the know if that's the norm. The handful is small. Yeah, so I don't know if that's the norm because uh, I don't. Really fuck right. a, fuck with a lot of people that that do coke. So, right. <laughs> so but you know, it, he, he clearly had it. He has a substance abuse issue. Yep, that's the DUI exactly. wasn't the first sign uh, sign of it. The cocaine use is right. so. Hopefully, someone pulls him aside. At this point, there's no pulling him aside. <laughs> At this point, I hope We're he done. gets the help <laughs> that he he deserve, he he needs. Like I hope that like you know, there's an a intervention of sorts where he's like, look, like, someone's like, you need to go to rehab. Yep. Period. Yep. You won't have a choice. You're going to rehab and you're staying there. It's like, because, like, there's a chance that the court makes him do that. Yep, there's a chance a- that the court puts him in state, uh, I guess it's called state-sponsored rehab, and he's, he's stuck there. Right. So, um, he needs something. Well, you know, it, it's funny you mention that because that's probably what the judge is going to bring to the table. The only thing I do want to say is don't ever let that dumbass lawyer ever speak again. Because that was yeah. just, like, he did him no favors. But I'm like, oh, you know, my client just wants to get this behind him and, you know, focus on his training for his upcoming fight. And I'm like, uh, 
your client kind of just left a lady in a car and ran for his life on top of the fact that he ran came back and you would think oh maybe he came back and his conscience took over and he came back and he checked on or whatever no he came back grabbed whatever amount of bread he had in the car pumped up them Reeboks and made a run for it leaving paperwork and memorabilia and again like you said yo they could go to the rental car company and know who the driver was like like you, you your judgment was fucking impaired because like you said insurance company hey who did who rented this car oh john jones <laughs> like yeah it's just, oh man I, and no I teammate was gonna me. take an l like you know that no team none of his teammates were gonna take that l oh no <laughs> no like no i'm not taking nobody's taking that loss like he was go, he's going to eat this he he's going to Whatever, whatever is going to happen to him, and like I said, I highly doubt he goes to prison for this. Like, because one, the lady's not pressing charges, apparently, right. as, of, as of right now. Like she said, she's not pressing any charges. Right. So, till a lawyer pays. I her highly a visit. doubt he goes to jail, huh? I said till a lawyer pays her a visit. <laughs> oh, either a lawyer pays her a visit, or or John Jones is about to break her off a check. Yep, that nigga better so, get Saul Goodman. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's he about to have to pay her, as he should, because you're fucking stupid. Yep. I just, ugh. I was just, I was just, stupid. I was just, um, I, you know, as, as a, as somebody who, who, who shares an opinion to a broad audience, I, I, I was just dumbfounded by the, as more and more news came out, that you would be... And that's when I said, I'm like, he had to have been fucked up in some serious capacity. Because just as more mm-hmm. came out, I said to myself, okay, you crashed this car. You realize, oh, shit, somebody got hurt. I fucked up. Let me check. That's, you know, rational response. Not, oh, shit, yeah. let me grab this bag of money and make a run for it. Like, like that's how, and, and, and it's like wherever he went to hide, they were like, all right, we got to wait to get this shit out of your system. Because it was like, and this is what I liked, the Albuquerque police was like, yeah, we're just going to wait for him to turn himself in. I'm like, yeah, you're waiting for him to turn himself in because nobody died. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody yeah, like, died. Yeah. The latest like, that, kid that was wasn't the thing. Like, they, they, they were... Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> like, when I heard, like, oh, they went to his house, couldn't find him, which, I mean, why would you be able to? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> they went, and I think they tried to contact his lawyer and couldn't get in contact with his lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And, like, they just seem to be like, yeah, well, whatever he feels like coming in. Like, because the lady didn't die. Yep. Like, that, that was that was it. Like, if if she had died, it would have been a different case. If she had been seriously hurt, because, you know, arm injury, it, it's bad. But, like, if she had been really hurt, mm-hmm. they would have they came and looking for his ass. Yep. They were just like, you, you got to turn yourself in. And when you do, you know, that, that'll go as a plus in whatever we do to you. Because I'm pretty sure that was what was discussed. Yep. You know he he's, he he's probably not going to jail. Like that that's why I that's why I was saying that he he's probably not going to jail. Like he he turned himself in. You know, for those who know me, uh, I have you know experience in law enforcement, so I, I know kind of how that kind of shit works. He, he's probably not going to jail, but yeah, well, he, they he, couldn't find him because he was hiding under his. Ca- they couldn't find him because he was hiding under the octagon again. 
<laughs> Which I don't think that actually happened. But <laughs> I don't. I mean, well, I say that, but he did this dumb shit, so it might have. But yeah, dude, it's just... I, I legitimately don't think that was a thing that occurred. But you know, I like I laugh because Chael Whatever. was like, "Told you." And I just, I, you know what's funny? Chael needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I, I, I saw that Chael shit. Like, you had, you sitting here acting like you knew this shit. Like, you didn't. You, you were, you've been saying, he says shit like this all the time. You got one right. Good for you. Like, no, like I like me. Chael. Like, I, I like Chael when he's not fighting. But, like, that shit was like, really, dude? Yeah, really? Man. You gonna claim, claim but, you called this? But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, though. When he said that and whatever, I said to myself, yo. I have a nagging suspicion, and people may agree or disagree, but motherfuckers in the game knew that John Jones had a drug problem. Like, you get oh, what I'm saying? Um, like, that's, I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I listen to Sir Dog Radio, and uh, I listen to Sir Dog Radio, and uh, one, one of the reporters, Grace Harris, like, he's, you know, a uh, pretty big time reporter in, yeah. in MMA. And uh, it's been, he's, he's not come straight out and said it ever because mm-hmm. slander but it they he alluded know. he alluded like, they know he likes to yeah he they know he likes as they say party right um and which is fine if you ain't doing hard drugs right <laughs> like do, do what you want to do if you ain't out here doing hard drugs and illegal shit so i just uh i I'm pretty sure they know. Like, Everyone that's what, knew that that's what he, gets he probably me. had this issue for a while. Yep. Like that's and what gets I don't me. Know. I, I just huh? no. I said that's so what, what gets me that you know Chael said it, and then you know whether people uh, thought he was he was just you know lucky with his prediction or whatever the case may be. It it led me to start thinking, and I said, you know what, the this community of mixed martial arts people talk, people say stuff, people sometimes party together. You know, people do shit. You know, who's who's to say that he might have not been at a party sniffing coke off some naked chick? You know what I mean? Like, not not that that's how it is, but I'm just, again, it was funny because people, uh, one guy on Twitter. I mean, there's, there's other things John Jones has done. Like, I yeah. mean, he clearly cheats on his wife constantly. Yep. Like, that, that's a thing, or his fiance. Like, that's a, <laughs> yep. that's, that's, if anyone is under the assumption that he is faithful to that, that woman that he lives with him. Yeah, good they are not paying any attention to him at all. Yeah, well, they probably they <laughs> probably got the not. Michael Jordan arrangement. You know, the Michael Jordan arrangement. Oh, they, sure. they, I'm 100% sure they have some arrangement because, like, one of his kids ain't even hers. Yep. Like, he, he did, like, um, I, I didn't realize this at the time until I read that Deadspin article, and I don't want to turn this into, like, TMZ or bullshit no, no, like that, but you. when I read that Deadspin article, he, um, one of those kids... He had, well, he was with her, but, like, not, he, the, she was in school, and he just, well, fuck somebody else, got him pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she stayed with him. Yep. And I was like, wait, I thought that was her kid, too. No, that, no. She, they, that little girl just lives with him. Yep. <laughs> so that is the gist of where that little girl is there. Like, but, it's, ugh, it's hilarious, man. That's that athlete arrangement policy. You know, where it's like, yo, I'm going to keep fighting. We're going to keep getting paid. And, you know, we just look nice in photo ops. And eventually the chick just gets tired. Yeah. You know, that's why she's still his fiance and not his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call she's it. been his fiance for 
a really long time. Yeah, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> really, really long time. Uh, let's call it like it is, brother. It's like you. She knows. Uh, uh, she's like, yeah, you know, we got to get married and blah. He's like, yeah, 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 sure. And then it's like, because he knows, yo, I get married. She puts me on. She throws me under the bus. That's a wrap for half of my money. Especially because there's evidence that I'm out there doing dumb shit. She probably never has to marry him. Probably not. She don't ever got to marry him. She got kids by him. She don't ever got to marry that man. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) This is true, too. So, you know, so, I mean, it's just funny. Like, John Jones is not. There are layers to that individual, and they are. They are not what he wants. He is not what he wants people to believe he is. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? They 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 and, went back as far back when 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 you know it was funny because of course everybody talks about hey they remember when Rashad said that John Jones is a phony? I guess Rashad was right. I'm like shut up, clickbait shit. Well, Rashad also <laughs> Rashad was also out here getting a divorce for cheating on his wife. So yeah, so. yeah look, Rashad was out here pulling on a Kobe drop snitching. Yeah, that, that's what it was. He was doing. He was doing the 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 the, the snitching on Shaq, you know. And that's and and I just laughed. Yeah. I just laughed just because, you know. And that's why when I started the show, I said we're going to talk about the self destruction of John Jones. It's like, dude, you know, the your your world, the world is an oyster to you right now. You are good money, and we joked about that, you know, the last time when he got bagged for the coke. We're like, yo, you are in a you are in an elite camp. Of individuals, and you know what's funny? Going back to what you know, Fifty Cent said about Floyd Mayweather. He's like, "Yo, sometimes you somebody got to check you, and yeah, you're gonna get mad about it, but eventually you'll come around and be like, "Yo, that person was right." It's like John Jones didn't have anybody to check him. Mike Tyson had Customato, and when Customato was no longer in the picture, Mike Tyson had nobody to check him. And the list Once goes Custom on. Once died, Mike Tyson went yeah. to shit. <laughs> yeah, but but you get what I'm saying? Like, there was never that sounding board where somebody would just be like, and you know that we all have that one human being in our lives, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, our significant other or a real good friend or a family member, somebody that will call us out on our bullshit. We all got one. The problem is in his case, you know, in in in, the, in some of these athletes' cases, that person either doesn't exist or is on the payroll and it, and is afraid to say something. And then when the shit happens, they're like, "Well, you know, I had been t- trying to find a way to tell him, but you know how th- how it is." And it's like, you know how it is means, yo, I like getting paid what I was getting paid. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you someone had to be. The one to tell John Jones, like, hey, um, let's not do coke. Yeah, let's not. Let's, let's avoid coke. You know, you at the party let's, with no, him. No one. You at the party with him, like, yo, it's not a good idea to touch that mountain of powdered shit over there. You know, you got a fight coming up in a couple weeks. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's it, it, This whole situation is it's sad. Um, Self-destruction, dude. I, I just hope he gets the... Yeah, I just I just hope he gets the help he needs. Like I really do. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, I'm not as a fighter. His talent is unparalleled. But dude, at this point, as a human being, you are in the fucking shitter. You know, it's like it's like what I yeah. used to say about Chris Benoit. You know, Chris Benoit is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Amazing wrestler, tremendous wrestler, shitty human being. Like that's what irked me as soon as the story broke. I'm like, yo, dude, you didn't even check. Like, yo. 
Like, you didn't even check to see if everything was good before you made the run for you. Like, yo, I'm out. I will say this about Chris Benoit. At least his might have come from him having, like, major brain trauma. True, true, true. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I'm just saying that some people, they don't, uh, what you were saying about compartmentalize. Like, that's what I mean. Like, Benoit, as as a human being, he, you know, what he did was was terrible, deplorable. Some of the worst things you know, that you could imagine. But as a wrestler, the guy's talent was out of this world. But, you know, there might have been circumstances there, whether it was brain damage, drug use, whatever the case may be, over time that just deteriorated his mental capability. But, you know, citing John Jones as an example right now, it's like, yo, it's early in the game. You could prevent a guy like this from becoming a guy like that in general. Because again, it's like yo, motherfuckers yeah. are, are, are uh, you know, motherfuckers are giving themselves concussions with four ounce gloves. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, I'm just trying to look at it from the preemptive standpoint. That listen, a lot of this self destruction you can stop if if just either the organization worked a little harder, which which again to a degree, but I also feel that the organization in John Jones's case was like. All right, if he if he doesn't get bagged and they're not testing for it, it's all good. Like I just have that nagging suspicion. And I pray that I am wrong, dude. But I just have that nagging suspicion that that was something that went really high up the ladder, and pretty much they just said, "Yo, as long as the commission doesn't find it, whatever." Because think about it that whole that whole chain of events for him getting bagged. With the coke was an incredible, uh, was an incredible amount of just shit falling through the cracks. You know, the wrong test getting out and the results getting leaked out, and somebody asking specifically for the results of that particular test. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's. I'm some, pretty sure you don't see them. Yeah, that, and that's and that's what like, I I'm mean. pretty sure Dana White and them have known for a while. Yep. And are like, dude, you can't keep doing this. And we can't cover up everything, right? And, and that's, I mean, that's he, it. he was he was a big time money getter, and it's unfortunate, man. Like, yep. it's really, really unfortunate. Well, the way, with, with that said, just to kind of bring everything full circle, now obviously Rumble and Cormier step up to challenge for the vacant title. To the winner goes the spoils. Um, but no sooner did this all happen, we already see that the that the UFC 187 card, which just showed incredible legendary level promise is already starting to fall apart at the seams for a multitude of reasons, you know? Yes. I mean, if Khabib, Khabib can't fight, uh, it would suck. It's still a good card. Like there's, right. there's still a lot of really good fights on this card. Um, but there's also a Khabib month left. Can't fight, then... <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I still want to see the Chris Wyman Vitor Bellator fight just to get that shit over with. Yep. Um, uh, I think the Anthony Johnson Daniel Cormier fight will be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the uh, Donald Cerrone fight actually occurs. I think that'll be good. There's still a bunch of really good fights on the card. It, it you know, losing the John Jones fight doesn't change uh, that. Oh yeah, losing losing him as an athlete for that fight didn't hurt the card because. DC and Rumble are going to put on a fucking show. That fight can either yep. go really, really well or it can be really, really boring. Like, like that's really where we're at. It's either those guys are going to go out there and it's going to end violently quickly or it's going to be a war. And I think that if it goes into the deep water, 
it's going to favor Daniel Cormier. If Daniel Cormier's cardio is yeah. on point, he can take that fight. But he better not think. I, I, don't get me wrong. His striking is good. Don't stand with Rumble. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I really feel like his his game plan should be like not to do that. Nope. Sprawl and brawl. <laughs> if, if, he, if yeah, if he can, if he can help it, take him down yep. uh, as quickly as possible. Yep. And wear on him that way because you don't want to get hit. By rumble, like this is not something you want to do. Nope. And you know it's funny because, and and we'll wrap it up with this. You know, Gustafson's like, yeah, you know, out of this, me and Anthony Johnson can fight seven times, and six out of the seven I'll win. And I'm just like, dude, he detonated his fist on your chin, and you crumbled Gustafson. in Sweden, in your own home country. You got myrtleized. <laughs> you got one eight seven yeah, at I, that point. I, I, I saw that and I'm like, dude, why, why talk? <laughs> like, just like you got knocked all the way the fuck out. Yep. Like, he did the same thing when he lost to John Jones. Like, he has this. Like, I didn't really lose. No, you, you lost both fights. Yep. You, you lost both of them. Like, Whether yeah, they the were John close Jones or not, still close, an L. But <laughs> whether it was close or not, dude, the L is an L at that point. You know? Yeah. Like, stop talking about it. Like, yep. stop being like, oh, well, I. I actually really won, but you didn't. Right. You didn't really win. So, like, at, at this point, it's not even worth talking about. But And, and I felt like him, like, saying, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be him nine out of ten times. Really? No, no you really no, don't. No, no, no. Yeah, you know when oh, you do yeah, that? Yeah, and uh, Khabib is not, not fighting on that card. There you it's go. It's been made official. There you go. It's been made yeah. official. So, Khabib is out. No, that I just I just wanted to bring that full circle only because I felt, you know, that you know, John Jones not being in the mix is is not hurting the 187 card. But as I just said, we are a month out. Lock Weidman and, and Vitor in glass boxes. <laughs> it's like don't lift nothing heavy. Don't 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 go running outside. Nothing, nothing. Because it's like if either one of those dudes get hurt, it's it's just you know at that point it's like fuck. Yeah, the card becomes something else entirely. So yep. hopefully that fight still occurs. Um, well, I'll say this. I'll say and this. We don't have- I'll say this, though. If Vitor gets hurt and it can set up that Rockhold-Weidman fight, I'm okay with that. Just saying. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just amongst us friends. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. Like, if, if Vitor was to somehow something to happen to Vitor, I would, I would definitely want to see that Luke Rockhold fight. Yep, especially because he still, Rockhold didn't take any damage. He's not medically suspended. So he's all good. So it's like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll let that rock. It's all right. Yep. There you go. So. Yep, I would definitely want that fight. Yep, I'll take that in a heartbeat. But um, with that said, uh, that that's actually going to uh, bring this week's MMA to a close. As Ben said, uh, they're they're shooting for a Black is a New Black probably Saturday. So I'm sure we'll have it uploaded uh, Sunday by Sunday evening. Um. We got Avengers mm-hmm. dropping this weekend, so I was curious when you said, "Yeah, we'll yep. record Saturday." And I said, "You sure about?" That? I was saying to myself, "You sure about that?" <laughs> What's oh no, uh, this me and Taylor are going to see it tomorrow. Like, uh, we we like uh, I bought my <laughs> tickets to go see it. Like while we were talking, I was buying my tickets. To go good see man, it. good man. So uh, they we got to reserve seats and everything. That's so what's up. yeah, we're going to see it in IMAX tomorrow, like eleven fifteen or something, like early or late at night. So. Uh, yep, definitely going to see it tomorrow. There you go. 
Uh, oh, the only thing I want to say with regards to that, did you see Agents of Shield yesterday? Uh, I did not. Um, I, you I should just give it a watch. I, I definitely, I definitely will check that out. <laughs> yeah, give it a watch. You'll appreciate. It. Oh shit! <laughs> that was word, that's all word. I said. I will definitely check that out. Yeah, that's all I said. But um, as always, people can find Ben on Twitter at blackout eighty nine. Be on the lookout for our brand, brand new Black is the New Black uh, sometime this weekend. And uh, anything else you want to share? Nope, nope, that's it. You know, thanks everybody for listening to Black is the New Black, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> All right, brother, I appreciate the call as always. Enjoy the movie. All right, man. Peace. All right, man, peace. There you go. That was our very own Ben. Uh, just to, uh, like I said, bring everything full circle. Be on the lookout for a brand new Black is the New Black. Uh, sometime this weekend, and um, let's talk some wrestling because we we definitely got a shitload of wrestling to talk about. So, um, Booker T, you know what time it is. Take it away. We want the gold, sucker! Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga! As always, My Take Radio's wrestling segment is brought to you by WWEShop.com. Yeah, that's right, that WWE Shop. Use our promo code WWESAVE10 to save $10 on orders over $70 or more. I believe they're running a buy one, get one, half off sale on t-shirts. So if you want to pick up a brand new shiny Seth Rollins t-shirt or maybe a brand new Roman, Roman Reigns t-shirt, Make sure to use our promo code WWESAVE10. You can also find banners on RageWorks.net. As always, using those banners for any purchases helps us out and allows us to continue to provide great content for you guys every week. All right, so let's get the ball rolling. I want to talk about Extreme Rules first. Um, I'll be honest. Extreme Rules to me felt like a more like a commercial-free version of Raw. And the reason I say this isn't because the matches were substandard quality, though some were, but I just felt that, and I've said this before, any pay-per-views between the big four just don't have the same weight. And as I've said before, when the network comes into play and you're basically watching these pay-per-views or these special events, because the term pay-per-view is pretty much fallen by the wayside, when you're watching these special events, you're really just getting... um, you know, just a, a commercial-free version of Raw. Or as Slick was saying, there was nothing extreme about most of the, you know, about the rules in general. And with that, I want to go through some of the matches. So, first off, Daniel Bryan, of course, was not able to perform and defend his Intercontinental title at Extreme Rules. But we did get an amazing opener with Adrian Neville and Bad News Barrett. couple of things that, that I want to talk about between these two English standouts. First and foremost... Adrian Neville is a star in the making. We are in a very, very amazing time as wrestling fans because we get to see the development and the ascension of guys like Adrian Neville, Finn Balor, um, Hideo Itami, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. So many of these guys that we've watched fine-tune and work their craft in other promotions, whether it be Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, 
TNA, wherever. We're seeing these guys just develop into amazing, amazing talents before our eyes. And don't, don't get me wrong. In the old days, it was great because guys would jump jump to from company to company, and we'd see these amazing, amazing performers be born right before our eyes. But we are in a very interesting in a very in a very interesting situation because we're watching guys like Adrian Neville start from you know the minor leagues of NXT and work their way up to the main roster, and we're seeing the development of these talents. As right from from soup to nuts, from beginning to end, and I think that seeing that with guys like Neville, even Bad News Barrett, because think about it, Bad News Barrett, we're going all the way back to when he was fine tuning his craft as a member of the Nexus, and you know coming out of NXT and and working his way up through the ranks, and we've seen that he too has become a tremendous performer. But for a kickoff match, it was without a doubt an amazing opener, and. Adrian Neville is making the most of every opportunity given. And the reason I say this is because Adrian Neville is running is is running with the ball. Every time, yo, you're going to be on the opener. Yo, you're going to be in this match. Yo, you're going to be here. You're going to be there. And before you know it, Adrian Neville goes out there and gives us amazing matches. He's not saying, "Hey, I'm on the kickoff show. I'm going to I'm going to slow it down." On the contrary, he's running at a whole other level which in turn forces the guys that he's in the ring with to also run at that level, which is good because at the end, the people that benefit are the fans. It was a great, great opener, which leads me into after that great opener, the street fight with Ambrose and Luke Harper. I felt that this was going to be the match that was going to steal the show. And it did start off in that fashion, but abruptly came to a stop when both guys pretty much jumped into an SUV and drove out of the arena. Odds are they drove around the corner, had a sandwich, and then resumed their match later on. But in a conversation that Slick and I had over the, the last couple of days, Slick made a, a very valid point, and I agree that that match should have continued all the way through to the main event. Like, it should have ended with that car driving down the entrance ramp of the arena and, like, kind of stopping at the ring and those two guys still fighting and the pinfall for that match being counted while Orton and Rollins' match was in progress. It would have just been crazy. It would have added like a little bit of just a spontaneous uh, moment that people would have just been like, oh, shit, that's crazy. But they opted to go the safer route and just have it end, you know, in the, in the middle of the card versus going full bore with it, which kind of would have reminded me of the old days when the hardcore title was defended 24-7. But again... I don't write the stuff, so we got to take what we get. So we got our Kiss My Arse match, which, again, Kiss My Ass match, with um, Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler. And originally, and I had said this last week, I had Sheamus as my pick to win this match because I really thought that the guy's coming back. They're really pushing him. He's not going to lose on, uh, you know, at, on pay-per-view. And sure enough, I was surprised that they gave the victory to Ziggler. The thing that got me most besides the victory to Ziggler was what transpired afterwards, which was, you know, all of the stuff to kind of lead up to the ass kissing, which instead just led to Sheamus crotching Ziggler and then giving him the brogue kick. We knew that's how it was going to end, but it just the buildup was just so cringeworthy that it really just it bothered me because I said to myself, the match wasn't terrible. 
the stipulation was dog shit, and you could have done anything else, and the match would have still been as good. You could have done last man standing. You could have done I quit match, any other stipulation, but you go with a kiss my ass match just for the fact that it ended with Sheamus rubbing Dolph Ziggler's forehead on his pale ass. No one... No one gave a shit about this match because they knew that the stipulation was stupid. And while, yes, the match itself was good, the ending just soured the rest of the match as a whole. Simple as that. All right, so Tyson Kidd and Cesaro took on the New Day, and I'll be honest, I I felt that Cesaro and Kidd were going to retain in this match after having a competitive outing with the New Day. I was extremely surprised, number one, that the match was as good as it was, and there were some incredible spots. That big E dive to the outside was tremendous, but I understand the logic in putting the belts on the New Day because they won the belts with the obvious shenanigans and via nefarious means, which, of course, leads to the inevitable rematch, which, of course, will be just as good and will probably utilize a different combination of the New Day for that. Now... Having the New Day as tag team champions is going to be interesting if they allow them to compete utilizing the old Freebird rule, which was any two members of the New Day will compete. Similar rules have been used with the Spirit Squad and a couple of other factions as well. I think it's a good way to do it. It allows all all, all three performers to shine on different levels, and it can also be the um, the the motivating factor to break them up down the road because you know one of those guys could say yeah well during most title defenses I was the guy that did all the work and obviously there's always those seeds that can be planted as well Val brought up a great faction which was triple x from the early days of TNA that also utilized the free bird rule and again it, it, there's there's a lot of great things that can be done with the New Day as champions, but you have to continue to set the course in the sense that if you're putting the belts on them, then you got to invest all the way because that's what bothered me with Kid and Cesaro's title reign. You put the belts on them. They performed at a great level. The crowd was into it, but there was never an investment in them as a team. They never had a team name. Other, you know, they, 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 they went out of their way to make themselves look like a tag team, but they never tried to give them you know, just a, a more unified appearance. Like the, I always felt that creative never got behind Kid and Cesaro the way that you would have thought they should, considering that they're some of the most technically proficient guys on that roster. But again, the money's in the rematches. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the investment is in the New Day as a faction and as tag team champions, because I think that if you're going to start focusing on tag team wrestling, you got enough guys in that division that you can do it. The Lucha Dragons, the New Day, Kid and Cesaro, um, the Ascension, if you even want to talk about them, the Vaude Villains, which I haven't seen in forever. Those are all guys that they have a tremendous upside, and if they work together well, they can really give us a brand new... They can give the tag team division a true shot in the arm. But, again... This is wishful thinking on my part, and we'll see how that transpires. So the Chicago street fight continued. Renee Young was interviewing the New Day in the back. Um, Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper drove backstage. Uh, Ambrose ended up taking out the New Day with his uh, textbook elbow off the top of the truck. 
And um, Dean Ambrose breaks his pay-per-view losing streak, defeating Luke Harper with Dirty Deeds. I was glad that, that Dean Ambrose finally broke that streak. And like I said last week, a loss doesn't hurt either guy. But I do feel that Ambrose needs the momentum considering the streak that he's had over the last couple of pay-per-views. Now, the Russian chain match between Rusev and John Cena, I expected was not going to be good. It definitely was not. And I felt that the chain stipulation with its awkward rules definitely hindered that. And I also feel that Cena and Rusev will not eclipse their match at WrestleMania. It's very, very difficult to do because, again, the atmosphere, the the presentation, the moment, it all came together to form just a perfect segment and a perfect match between them. On the contrary, and I said this to to Slick a few days ago, Rusev would be better served moving into an upper card feud with a guy like Roman Reigns. Now, the reason I say this is because Rusev's mic work isn't great and neither is Roman Reigns, but both guys are incredibly athletic, incredibly agile, and I think that together they can complement each other in certain ways. Rusev and Cena, I think, has played its course because you're not having Cena give the belt back to Rusev. Cena's being utilized as a guy to, that's bringing prestige and honor and, and you know merchandise to the U.S. title. So putting the belt back on Rusev is counterproductive. But having Rusev lose all of these matches is going to hurt him to an extent because it's going to become a foregone conclusion that when he gets in the ring with John Cena, he's getting his ass kicked. Simple. Simple as that. Now, could the match have been better? Absolutely, but I felt like I said that the stipulation kind of handcuffed them, no pun intended, into into these into this awkward match that really just didn't allow these guys to shine the way they did at WrestleMania. I blame this partially on the fact that, you know, you you have to make Cena look good, but I also blame it on the fact that the stipulation made the match worse than it should have been. You know? It's 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 craziness. It's craziness that the stipulation did more harm to the match than the performers involved. Serious. Anyway, let's talk Divas title match. Now, Divas title match had the Divas title match had a lot going for it. Number one, it pains me to admit it, but Nikki Bella had a very, very good outing. It's number one. Number two, Naomi should have won that match. I'll be honest, should have. Number three, my issue with Naomi going into this match is that you forced a quasi-heel turn, but yet the Bellas were working as heels also. Now, the problem with that, in my opinion, is that there is a huge vacuum in the Divas division in terms of faces. You don't have any. You really don't have any faces. Because if Naomi's a heel and Alicia Fox is a heel, and Natalia's kind of a heel, and the Bellas are a heel, then who the fuck are their faces at this point? Or are we just going to turn the faces, are we going to turn the Bellas' faces to keep them in the title picture for the foreseeable future? Could happen. Maybe, maybe not. But that's a big problem in itself. As for Naomi, she had a good outing, But it's crazy that for someone who's so athletic and such a good performer, she really was outshined in this match by Nikki Bella, who showed a lot of improvement. 
again, it definitely looked like she's starting to turn the corner as a performer. But my problem is that if Naomi doesn't get an opportunity to be Divas champion, people are going to start questioning, again, what, you know, we've joked about this, about African-American athletes winning major championships. And yes, the Divas title glorified paperweight in some circles. But if you're looking at it as you're trying to create change and you're trying to break the status quo, then Naomi needs to get a run with the belt. She's not a shitty wrestler by any stretch of the imagination. Her mic work is good. You know, she's easy on the eyes. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But again, she's faced Nikki Bella on a couple of different occasions, a couple of different occasions. She's beaten Brie Bella on a couple of different occasions. Yet, you know, it's it's one of those things where if she doesn't if she doesn't reach that level, it's going to start becoming questionable to most fans. Slick makes a good point in the chat. He puts, what's the point of her being amazing if she does not win the belt? And that's exactly it. All that athleticism and everything goes out the window if if you're not going to give her a run with the belt. It's like always the bridesmaid and never the bride. And that, my friends, is what really is kind of just an underlying issue for me as a fan. And I'm trying to, you, you know, again, you know, give divas a chance. How are you going to give divas a chance if you're not giving the divas that are in that division that deserve a run with the belt the chance that they so richly deserve? You know? <laughs> ah, okay. Slick was saying that he was making a pun on the new theme music. But even though it was a pun, you're, you're legitimately correct. It's true. If you're not, if, if, you, if you're, you know, singing the praises of Naomi as an athlete and as a wrestler and everything and you don't give her a run with the belt, then what good is it having her on the roster, much less having her not be more than a valet at this point? And and the problem is, you look at NXT, NXT has a wealth of talent that if they come up to the main roster, they should not be relegated to three-minute matches. You bring up talent like Charlotte or Bailey or Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks, and you give them three-minute matches, it's a waste of talent at that point. Because I'm, I'm sorry, if you're not going to give Naomi the, uh, the opportunity, then allow her to perform in NXT. Maybe let her go down there for a little bit. Get a run with that belt. You, you know, establish her as a champion there. And then maybe come back and allow, the, and allow her to compete and get that belt. Some people are going to say, but Rich, why are you going to send her down there? It's almost like she's going backwards. Yeah, but at least if you allow her to get a run with the belt, it's not going to make it. It's it's not going to make people think that you don't want to take a gamble on African American athletes. Because the only African American athletes that have held championships of note were anybody who held the world heavyweight title and Big E when he held the NXT title. But African American world champions, WWE world heavyweight champions, well WWE champions. Few and far between, and I've said it before, you can't include The Rock in that equation because The Rock isn't all black. (laughs) That simple as that. He's not. But, again, something that I wanted to acknowledge and something that really needs to be put in perspective because at the end of the day, you look at it and what you're seeing is that, you know, the the Divas division is not as deep as it should be on, on the main roster and it's really sad because it's going to hurt potential matches down the road. All right, so let's talk about Roman Reigns and the Big Show's last man standing match. I'll be honest, I really thought this match was going to suck. 
Uh, it was delightfully entertaining. It was just because they they did a lot of spots that were unexpected. Uh, a lot of times the big show got on the top rope and I cringed because all I visualized in my head was Sid Vicious breaking his leg in WCW. But alas, that was not the case. It was a means to an end. And while the match itself had its fair share of high spots, it, it, it was it was not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But like I've said, but you're you're telling you told a great story. You had a great match. Let's not continue to have the big show and Roman Reigns share the ring for the foreseeable future. Why? Because it's an incredibly stale match. The only thing that redeemed that match from being complete dog shit was the fact that they did the spots that they did and they did the moments. You, you know, they had those moments that people are going to talk about for the foreseeable future. You know, the, the, the Roman Reigns spear off the steps through the announce table or, th- or, or the spear through the barricade. And again, Roman Reigns as a performer needs a lot of work. But the match and the and the and the environment that it was contained in actually worked as a means to an end. But again, let's not have Big Show and Roman Reigns in the ring for the foreseeable future because it's really not that good. The only thing that redeemed that match, which is the opposite of the Cena and Rusev match, was the stipulation that they, that they had at their disposal. Just saying. All right. Last but not least, of course. Uh, the World Heavyweight Championship match with Seth Rollins and Orton, which we knew was just not going to end the way we'd all hoped. Um, obviously, the 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 huge focus on Kane being the quote-unquote gatekeeper, we knew that that was going to play in. We knew that J&J security was going to play in. I did not expect an RKO from Seth Rollins to, to seal the deal, but it was definitely refreshing to see. I did like uh, Randy Orton's use of the pedigree, I think that was a really, really cool thing to do, and it made people, it was really a nice oh shit moment for for many of us when we were watching the match. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool that that he did that, and overall, the story, while it was good and the match was good because Seth Rollins is a great performer, I felt that so many other moving parts really hurt that match. It was overbooked in so many ways, like like the Kane thing, the J&J thing. Um, you know, escaping the cage, pinfall or, or submission and, and all the moving parts. It really took away from a match that should have been the, the match that stole the show for the rest of the night. But what can you do at that point? Anyway, let's fast forward and jump into Raw, which was not only the setup for King of the Ring, but also had its fair share of matches. Anyway, the opening brackets for King of the Ring were announced. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Sheamus, Neville and Luke Harper, R-Truth and Stardust, Dolph Ziggler, and Bad News Barrett. So, of course, the first thing that we get is Rollins opening opening up the, the evening talking shit about Kane and Kane setting up a match with Roman Reigns and, and uh, Randy Orton against him and Seth Rollins and all that shit. Um, really, really a, a decent segment, but I think it went on a little longer than I would have liked. Um, our first King of the Ring quarterfinals match was Dolph Ziggler and Bad News Barrett. Of course, these guys have great chemistry, but we had to use the Sheamus involvement, which, of course, was, you know, him costing Ziggler the match. Uh, the big thing that also hurt this match was the cut to commercial at, like, the midway point. But, you know, we all knew that Sheamus was going to be involved. And, um, you know, Ziggler, as usual, sells the the bull hammer like a champion so it was definitely good um 
Tyson Kidd took on Big E, and we know that this is obviously uh, one of the many matches that we will see leading up to the inevitable rematch. It ended as it should with shenanigans and Big E getting the victory on Tyson Kidd. Now, Ryback and Bo Dallas squared off. Of course, Bo Dallas came out to cut a promo and was interrupted by Ryback at Extreme Rules. I kind of forgot to mention that because it was a rather forgettable segment. But the thing that got me was that after Bo Dallas got killed, the lights went out and Bray Wyatt made his intentions uh, known by hitting Ryback with Sister Abigail. Of course, I said that they were going to have Bray Wyatt feud with Ryback. I don't know if this is um, a benefit for Ryback or is a hindrance for Bray Wyatt. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach only because when it comes to mic work, obviously Bray Wyatt is a monster on the mic. But I think that it may help Ryback just work with a different competitor in terms of in-ring style. Val says that this is a hindrance for Bray Wyatt. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt in the upper card or in the main event. But the problem is that you've booked Bray Wyatt as a guy who just um, whose motivations are just causing anarchy and, and destruction and chaos. He's, it's almost like the Joker. So, you know, how does Bray Wyatt focus his energies on wanting to have a championship? Maybe he can use it as a vehicle to having power over the flock or, you know, having power over the WWE universe. And I think that that would be a good vehicle. But the problem is that you've booked him in such a way that he has no motivations other than chaos and destruction. And and that, you know, like I said, it's, it's a double-edged sword because while it is good to see Bray Wyatt just unleash a path of destruction through the roster... With no clear end game in sight, he kind of becomes pigeonholed in that chaos causing gimmick. So we'll see how that transpires. I think, um, you know, it's one of those things where we're going to have to take a wait and see approach. All right. So I do want to kind of get into, you know, John Cena and Rusev's little exchange, which was, you know, it, it, it was piss poor, and like I said, leads to the third match at Payback, which make of that what you will, which is going to be an I Quit match. Um, R-Truth and Stardust squared off. I was shocked that they gave R-Truth the victory in this match, even though the match itself was pretty decent. I'm a little bummed just because Stardust was riding an incredible wave of momentum shortly after his debut, and it almost feels like he's kind of lost in the shuffle at this point. Um... Instead, we end up getting Adam Rose and Fandango, which I don't know if they're trying to, you know, they're trying to to push Adam Rose or they're trying to push Fandango or they're trying to commit, uh, create some sort of a feud between them. It's just fucking shit. It it just felt so random. But um, in any case, after we came back from commercial break, they had an angle. Well, before we went to to commercial break on, on Monday night, they had an angle to set up a match between Naomi and Brie Bella which um, Naomi won the match, and while, again, Naomi's supposed to be playing the heel in this situation, or, like I said before, are the Bellas' faces at this point? Are they supposed to be cheered? Because I'm not sure since, you know, when it comes to the booking of the Bellas, it's always very disjointed. Depending on their opponent, sometimes they work as heels, sometimes they work as faces. It depends. And if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to pull the trigger and make Naomi full-on heel then are the Bella Twins faces? Because they still kind of play the heel role. Hopefully that'll that'll be cleared up in the coming weeks. 
like I said, Naomi beating Brie Bella, I'm sure will get us another match with Nikki, most likely at payback and probably with Brie banned from ringside. We'll see how that goes. Slick says there are entirely too many roll-up victories in pay-per-view matches. I agree. I hate, I, but, but again, we're not even paying 60 bucks anymore, so even if we hate them, <laughs> they don't give a shit at this point. But I do agree. I do feel that it should either be clear, clear victories or, or you know, things that are going to advance angles for the foreseeable future. Roll-up victories just feel like a waste of time. And they, while everybody says, yeah, but, you know, it's an out-of-nowhere victory, the only time that I value roll-up victories is when you're promoting an up-and-coming guy and he's facing a guy that he should lose to, but he ends up winning anyway. Like um, 1-2-3-Kid and Razor Ramon. Do you guys remember when 1-2-3-Kid, now X-Pac, debuted and he had a match with Razor Ramon. He ended up getting the roll-up victory, and then they ended up having a match where Razor Ramon put some money on the line. And again, you know, it was the shocking victory by the kid at that point. And that's what I'm saying. Those are the times when that matters. But using roll-up victories in 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 situations like this, uh, it just it's true. It's it's it it makes it makes the value of the match just not as high. That's all I'm saying. Dean Ambrose faced Sheamus, which for for Sheamus winning, um, you know, last night, I kind of felt that they were going to try and give Ambrose the rub. That was not the case as Ziggler gets involved and causes the DQ. The match itself was pretty good. I did feel that Sheamus and uh, Dean Ambrose had great chemistry in this match. Uh, Is it a feud I'd like to see in the future? Definitely. I think that, again, Dean Ambrose is showing that he can work a regular style, but also that hardcore style with his opponents. So I wouldn't mind seeing that, but obviously we're going to be stuck with Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler feuding for the foreseeable future. Now, Damian Sandow uh, cut a really, really good promo. I felt that it went tremendous. I liked the way it went, and um, his, his exchange with Curtis Axel was funny. But, um, you know, it's, it's like I've said before, what do you do with Sandow now? Does he, does he become your welcome again? Does he continue to, to be the mimic? I don't know. But that's another guy that has tremendous upside, amazing potential, and is just kind of just floating along every week. And hopefully they'll figure something out. They'll get, him, they'll get him involved in a good program, and Sandow can actually become useful once again instead of just either being comic relief or just a Miz's glorified stunt double. All right, so Neville and Luke Harper squared off in the uh, King of the Ring quarterfinals. Again, tremendous match. For those of you that don't think that Luke Harper is a great worker, you guys, this match definitely drives the point home that Luke Harper is a tremendous worker and that Neville can work well with just about any opponent. There was so much in this match that was so well done. A really, really good story. Um... I really liked it. Of course, giving Neville the finish and kind of giving him the push was definitely solid. As for the tag team match, I enjoyed it. I felt that the tag team match was a means to an end, obviously teasing the dissension between the authority. Um, Kane ended up, of course, reading the the final for the WWE app votes, which, of course, leads to a triple threat at payback. Rollins, Reigns, and Orton. So, um... It was it was good. I mean, it was it wasn't the best raw, but it definitely could have been better. 
obviously, the build for Payback is taking shape, but the bigger story was King of the Ring and its return, which, of course, was uh, the finals were played on the WWE Network, and I will say that it was a great use of the network giving us that just as an extra perk. Uh, the semifinals, excuse me, the semifinals were uh, Barrett and R-Truth and Sheamus and Neville. Um, Neville and Sheamus had a really, really great match with Neville getting the pinfall again, surprising me in, in a very, very big way because I said, oh, you know, I really thought that they were going to really get Sheamus in there. And try and reestablish since they've been trying to remind us that Sheamus was king of the ring. At one point, I said, ah, they're going to probably pull the trigger and allow Sheamus the honor of getting that, which is a good way to kind of drive his gimmick home. But they did not. Now, the uh, R-Truth and Bad News Barrett match, while I enjoyed it, I did feel that, you know, that match was a little disjointed because they didn't have the right chemistry, even though they've worked together you know, during during the IC title feud. And, um, you know, there, there were a lot of moments there. That match definitely was not their better outing. On the contrary, um, the match with Bad News Barrett and, Re- and Adrian Neville, again, after the magic that we saw at Extreme Rules, I, I really was impressed with their match. It was, it was a great match, an incredible showing. Uh, the setup for it where he went up for the Red Arrow, Barrett moved out of the way and then hit an amazing bull hammer, which Neville sold like a champion to become the new king of the ring is a good way to get Barrett back on everyone's radar. Barrett's another guy that I do feel is 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 a guy that should be considered in world title talk. Um, him, Bray Wyatt, I could definitely say are two guys that if they were in the main event at this point, it would not be a shocker to anybody. But again, a great finish, a tremendous match, and I was really, really, really impressed by both performers. Now, let's switch gears, jump into the remaining wrestling news of the week, and wrap things up. So, first thing that jumped up, jumped out to me, which I'll address in a minute, Val says, Bray, yes, Wade, no, Wade is a mid-carder at best. You know why, you know why I have to disagree with you, Val, and this is why. I think Wade Barrett has paid his dues enough. And even if even if you allow him to be world champion once, I think that Bray Wyatt, think about, I mean, well, not Bray Wyatt, excuse me, Wade Barrett. If you look at Wade Barrett's accolades and what he brings to the roster, he has a very, very good move set. He has a good look. But I'll be honest, they've kind of shelved the Bad News Barrett gimmick outside of his name. And I think that as a main eventer, if he if, if they allowed him to use that gimmick, he would be incredibly over very quickly. Not only that, but Bad News Barrett really does have a little bit of that English strong style, which really works well with some of the guys on the main, you know, on the upper card. Again, yes, Wade Barrett isn't the prettiest guy when he gets in matches, but I think he tells a good story and has a good finisher with the bull hammer. Not so much with Wasteland but definitely with the bull hammer. Again, he's a guy that can grow into that role, and I think that we haven't seen a good foreign main eventer in quite some time. And if you're not pulling the trigger with Rusev, at least with Bad News Barrett, it kind of works. But everybody's entitled to their opinion. As for Bray Wyatt, yes, Bray Wyatt has all the tools, uh, the look, the wrestling, the promo work, everything that that definitely needs... um, that meets main event qualifications. But like I said, he doesn't have the motivating factor 
to put him in that in, in that category. Bad news Barrett does. But again, you gave the guy the king of the ring. Now what? That's what remains to be seen. Anyway, before I get into the other wrestling news, I want to extend my condolences to the family of Vern Gagne. Uh, Vern Gagne passed away, uh, I believe it was uh, the day before yesterday. I believe it was Monday uh, or, or over the weekend. Actually, I think it was Sunday and it was announced Monday. But in any event, um, definitely sad to hear his passing. Vern Gagne was involved in training some of the all-time greats, um, including Ric Flair. And, you know, to hear his passing, is it, it was definitely sad to hear. Like I said, he was influential in, in, in a lot of the guys who we're fans of, a lot of the veterans that we enjoy watching. Vern Gagne had a hand in their career. So, again, I mean, he was 89 years old, I believe. He lived a full life. But still, uh, always bummed to hear about about guys like that. Legends, real legends passing away. So um, our condolences to Vern Gagne's family. Uh, like I said, um, he a lot, of the, a lot of the shows, TNA, WWE, have all acknowledged this passing in some capacity, but um, definitely something that if you've never watched that, watched anything with him, uh, definitely the network is your friend. YouTube is your friend. The guy was, was one of those guys. He was just a true student of the game, a guy that really brought a lot of, uh, of really, really great technique to some of the guys that we consider all-time greats. Vern Gagne definitely was a big part of that. All right, so couple of other things I want to put out there before we wrap up for the night. So TNA put out a press release that Billy Corrigan, Smashing Pumpkins Billy Corrigan, has been hired as the senior producer uh, and uh, senior producer creative and talent development effectively immediate, effective immediately. His job will be to develop characters and create storylines for Impact Wrestling. Here, here's my issue. Billy Corrigan's been involved in the wrestling industry for a long time. In different capacities. He's owned promotions. He's been on-air talent. But him being a member of creative? Very strange. If anybody, if there was anybody outside of Paul Heyman who I think would be a good member of a creative team, I got to say Tommy Dreamer um, is definitely a guy that deserves that nod. Uh, there's a lot of great veteran talent out there that really would be good for creative. Not sure what Billy Corrigan is going to bring to the mix. Um, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks with with his involvement. He said the following with regards to his his new his new role in TNA. He said, um, "Saying I'm humbled and honored to be part of TNA, a world class wrestling organization, is an understatement. What's great, the entire TNA organization organization stands in support of my music life with the Smashing Pumpkins." In return, I'm fully committed to using my 30 years of entertainment experience along with my deep-rooted passion for pro wrestling to take on the thrilling challenge of creatively contributing to Impact Wrestling, finding and developing new talent, and working eye-to-eye with the best of the best. For as cultures currently evolve at a great speed, so must professional wrestling and supersede such expectations to thrive. Dixie Carter added, and I quote, I've known Billy for years and have always been blown away by his musical artistry as well as his knowledge and understanding of professional wrestling. Yeah, because Dixie Carter, you don't know shit. Anyway, he has always impressed me with his creativity and passion for our business. Billy is truly gifted and understands the emotion tied to the psychology of connecting with an audience. The more we talk, the more I realize his perspective has the potential to make a huge impact on our brand. 
Like I said, it's too early to tell how good it'll be. But I will say that Impact Wrestling has been pretty solid as of late. Not great, but solid. If there's one promotion that I can tell you is really killing it right now, it's Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is without a doubt some of the best wrestling. Their season finale is, I believe, in May. If you can and you have the El Rey Network, please check it out. Um, if you have Univision in Espanol, uh, you can see Lucha Underground in Spanish on, on the weekends. Well, again, all the same matches, just in Spanish. Uh, Lucha Underground is tremendous. Give them, give them a shot. Check them out. If you got Xbox Live, you can do one month of Sling TV for free, which has the El Rey Network on there, which, like I said, my free month is up, uh, I believe, May 1st. And I got to say that it's been it's been a great investment. I've enjoyed watching so many great Kung Fu movies, plus a lot of Lucha Underground. So please uh, support the organization. Check it out. They got a wealth of amazing talent, great storytelling, and just a unique feel. Again, not to take anything away from Impact Wrestling because they've been very good as of late, but I think Lucha Underground really is uh, solidifying themselves as an organization that needs to be on everyone's radar. Now, you're probably saying, Rich, what about Ring of Honor and all these other promotions? Those promotions are definitely going to continue to deliver amazing talent and great matches. But for a company that just came on the scene, Lucha Underground is doing something unique, different, and most of all, entertaining. Simple as that. Anyway, to wrap things up, I did want to say that um, Jeff Hardy, shortly after him and Matt Hardy captured the TNA World Tag Team titles... Uh, he ended up breaking his leg on a motocross jump. A uh, video of it is on YouTube, which you can find. Uh, his leg is now broken, which, of course, leads to the Hardys not being able to defend the TNA tag team titles. Mind you, they won the belts after the titles were vacated by uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, the American Wolves, because um, Davey Richards, no, Eddie Edwards, excuse me, got injured and has been on the shelf as well. So uh, Jeff Hardy's going to be on the shelf for the foreseeable future, which of course derails a lot of what creative had in mind for the TNA tag team title. So uh, yeah, good job, Jeff. Nice work. Anyway, with that said, that is um, the last bit of wrestling news for the week. With that, we are going to wrap things up uh, real quick. As always, my take radio airs live every Wednesday and Thursday at 11 PM Eastern, 8 PM Pacific. Wednesday nights, you can catch our MMA and Wrestling Edition, and Thursdays, we discuss gaming and entertainment. With regards to checking out past episodes, of course, you can find them on RageWorks.net. Audio versions are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. If you want to watch video, you can find it on YouTube, both uh, YouTube.com forward slash TV as well as YouTube.com forward slash official rageworks as well of course audio and video will be posted on rageworks.net but if you want to get those earlier then like i said you can check that out obviously the best mtr experience comes from the my take radio app available for android ios and windows mobile devices that app will run you 199 you'll get 96k stereo episodes of the show mobile wallpapers and access to special uh special different broadcasts including mtr behind the mic Beyond the Mic, The Minority Film Report, and so much more before the general public. Again, it's $199. For Android, Amazon Marketplace, you can pick that up there. 
for Windows, you can obviously pick that up in the Windows Store. And for iOS, good old iTunes is where you're heading for that. Last but not least, make sure to enter our Moto X contest if you're interested in winning a Motorola Moto X second generation phone for use on T-Mobile. That contest is being run in partnership with our friends at Royal Flush Magazine and will be ending on May 3rd. If you want to enter, head over to RageWorks.net forward slash contests and you can enter right there on that first section. Now, all you have to do, like I said at the start of the broadcast, is very simple. Write down in the comments for the post a reason why you deserve to win it as well as, you know, make it interesting, make it funny, and make it memorable. And myself and Danny from Royal Flush Magazine will be going through all the entries on May 3rd and picking a winner, which will be announced live on air during our May 7th edition of My Take Radio. With that said, let's wrap things up. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Obviously, we did not have any video tonight, but we are working on that alternative solution, which we thought we would have in play this evening. But unfortunately, we still got to work the bugs out. Anyway, on behalf of myself, Slick, Quark, Blade, Ben, and the rest of the Rageworks and MTR family, I will catch you guys later. Join us tomorrow, Thursday, April 30th, 2015, for our entertainment and gaming edition of My Take Radio. Peace! I'm rich, bitch! That's all, folks!